So what do we have on the air? Just dead air? Dead air. Well, don't look at us. Look at the Hanks crew there in the morning, okay? Nice going, Shy and Cope and uh, everybody else. Yeah. It was other Excellent people. job. Huh? It was somebody else, not us. <laughs> well, okay. I'll tell you what. We'll leave our own uh, couple of minutes of dead air, starting now. Yeah. That was good. So, in other words, even while we were making those sounds, uh, we were still weren't on the air, is what you're saying? That is correct. Well, that was nice. Nice touch. Anyway, here's the poll from uh, Friday. And by the way, we got a major announcement here at WQAM. Joyce Fitch is our new uh, general manager at QAM. She's calling all the shots. Programming, sales, engineering, uh, you name it. Promotions, oh yeah. Right. Janitorial. Janitorial, she's going to be cleaning up. We're going to be cleaning up big. Uh, we're going to mop up the market with Joyce, which I would uh -huh. like to, as a matter of fact. Just absolutely amazing, astonishing. But nevertheless, moving right along. What movie should never have been remade? That was the poll on, I guess, Friday, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes, it was, and over the long weekend. Psycho 209. How many votes did we get? Oh, 1943. What well, was the year after I was born? What a great year. Right in the middle of WW2. And the, uh, the remake was on just the other night, and uh, guess what? Sucked. Yeah, it did. War of the Worlds 166. Planet of the Apes, POTA 148. Why is it that idiots, uh, groupies of that movie call it POTA? I never heard pathetic. that. Oh, read. yeah. Oh, no. You just don't read enough online crap, man. You no, thank God for that. Pink Panther, 100 and, uh, 130, man. 130. Yeah, PP, as they call it. 
Right. Now, let me just say this about, uh, oh, by the way, Larry King likes uh, to have sex in the teepee with his, uh, anyway. Yeah, he likes to keep his wood. Nah, out. with his uh, Joyce. We're just, you know, I think we're just going to start using the word Joyce to replace every word and every sound we can't make. Right. That's it. So go Joyce yourself. Joyce Radio. Uh, Pink Panther, I don't think, is even out yet. Is it the Steve Martin thing? The new one, no. They're still advertising no. it. But uh, don't don't waste your time. We've seen the previews. Oh. And it's just, uh, oh, oh, boy. You'll cry. The Longest Yard, 127. Willy Wonka, 99. Bad News Bears, 91. Rollerballs, even with the lovely Chris Klein, 71. Herbie the Love Bug, 67. King Kong, 51. The Blob, 49. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, 41, with Ashton Coochie Coo. Ocean's 11, 41. Miracle on 34th Street, 38. Miracle on 38th Street, 34. The Producers, 36. Godzilla, 34. Manchurian Candidate and Flight of the Phoenix each had... About 30, man. Vanilla Sky, Cheaper by the Dozen, 28. Stepford Wives, 26. But it's a long, ponderous list. Amityville Horror and Time Machine, man, 25. And you know why it was not good? Because the second, the remake, was not a good machine, man. No. I had many of those at Niagara this weekend, although it could have been a lot worse. It was not too bad. Walking Tall, 24. Shaft, 23. A Star is Born, 23. Dr. Doolittle, 18, Dawn of the Dead, 18, La Caja Fall, The Birdcage, and Freaky Friday, and Alfie each had 17. I bet you Alfie's dead. That used to be on KET with Mickey Dane. Alfie. Who? Well, what a loser he was. Gone in 60 seconds, 16. Meet Joe Black, 15, When a Stranger Calls, 15. Don't see the remake, please, unless you want to be really pissed off. House of Wax and Mr. Deeds, 14, and also Dracula, 14. <laughs> 12 Angry Men, 13. 13 Angry Men, a dozen. Fun with Dick and Jane, 12. The Postman Always Rings Twice. And the Out-of-Towners in Cape Fear each had a dozen. The Fog, 11. The Italian Job, 9. The Vanishing, 7. Uh, yeah, 7, like I said. Inherit the Wind, 6. The Getaway, 4. Assault on Precinct, 13, 4. Assault on Precinct, 4. Didn't have any. The Hills Have Eyes, 3. Father of the Bride, 2. And City of Angels, Solamente Uno, only one. I don't know why. And I don't want to know. Didn't somebody call on Friday and say it really sucked? I think they did. Well, there you go. Boy, I got a wild pile here today. Well, let me just say time. this. Let me just say on Friday, I got a lot of things to say today. I'm going to get them all out because I'm really I'm just fired up to a frenzy. First of all, Clarence, just leave us alone, okay? All I want is to get paid. That's all I want. Leave us alone. We do tend to do. We're doing a fine job, if you ask us. We're doing That's a sensational fine. job. That's right. Uh, we have no ratings difficulties on this show. Everything is uh, roll along. Your sales problems, deal with them, okay? Your emotional and bowel problems, deal with them. Just give me paid on time. Leave me alone. I'm not looking for any more half-hour seminars before the show, which I thought I made very clear to Joe Bell last week, but evidently the message doesn't come through. Just on and on and on. Just go away. And by the way, the sad, some more bad news. And that is two to four continues. Two to four for Mo is a revolving dough. Yo, yo. Yeah, we got the same deal this week as we had last week. We got Bo for Mo. I mean, Bo where Mo used to be, two to four today and tomorrow. Uh, Curtis is only on Wednesday. That's because I said he was doing a real good job, so they only put him on one day. And Thursday and Friday, it's uh, the Squeakmeister. Geldy will be back. A lot of hockey talk to blow the audience far away. You know, that's that Mike Keenan on again. I heard a little bit of that Keenan thing the other day. It sounded like Mike was in a, uh, in a uh, phone booth somewhere. It sounded like he was in a cave in Montana. It was uh, phenomenal. Very good. But anyway, don't start getting caustic now, just like Greg Kotex tomorrow. And I read that crap you wrote on Friday, Greg. You're not fooling anybody about, well, Neil Rogers has this legion of loyal fans, second only to Dave Barry, which rhymes with... <laughs> you fair. Right. But uh, nevertheless, I still say he doesn't do it the sports talk show, therefore he won't be listed on our poll. See, i got a good idea for you, Greg. 
And that is, since you're doing this championships on your blog on the Herald tomorrow between, let's see, it's Hank and Mad Dog and uh, whatever, LeBastard and Joe Rose, I got a good idea to do it fairly. Let's do it fair because you're obviously trying to stack the deck. Put for the best talk show host, put only the 790 people. And right. then for the worst, put only the QM finalists. So right. that would be a fair way to do it. So that's what inspired me to do our poll today. We're going to start doing a lot more polls where you don't really have much choice, where the, where the outcome is already decided ahead of time. For example, today's poll, who is the biggest a-hole in South Florida print media? 320 votes. Dan Labaster, 231. Greg Kotex, 89. And that's it. There are no other choices. Not that I'm stacking the deck, you understand. <laughs> it's that, that I don't think there's anybody in their league. Do you? Nope. Nobody of any consequence. No doubt. So there you go. And Dan LeBastard just beating the crap out of you, Greg. I'd be really upset about that. 236 vote. So that's the poll today, and uh, it is what it is. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. My cat is a big fan of your show. Yeah. And? and? No, I just wanted to let you know. He listens every morning. Was that supposed to be cute? Yeah, schmuck. Start, start laughing now. Yeah, oh, ha, ha. yeah, put him in the microwave, and guess what? If you got like a walk-in, you can like follow him right in there. It'll be good. I'll press the button. Have no fear. I'll come. No, I come down special for that. His cat is a big fan. Yeah, ah, ah. fry it. No, it's Chinese New Year. I'd fry that baby. Yeah, but it's the year of the dog. Oh, listen. Well, you can have a little bit of that too. Mix and match. Oh my God, I love that kitty wonton. You ever see her on like What's My Line? Yeah, she's full sister to Kitty Carlisle. Wounded ABC crew hospitalized in Germany. Oi! ABC News anchor Bob Woodruff, which I never liked him anyway, and his cameraman suffered very significant injuries but are in stable condition today after they were wounded by a roadside bomb in Iraq. Doing a bomb grande. Everything is fine over there, by the way. Uh-huh. Everything is hunky-dory. Oh, we're fine. The keeper would say it's okie-dokie. Woodruff, the 44-year-old co-anchor of World News tonight, who looks about as pasty. He looks even pastier than you do, you know? When you think of a guy that's on TV that could put some makeup on him? He probably looks pasty now, too. And cameraman Doug Vogt, 46, arrived in Germany this morning to receive treatment for wounds they suffered Sunday near Taji, Iraq, about 20 miles north of Baghdad. Colonel Brian Gamble of Lonstuhl Regional Medical Center said he couldn't give details on the injuries till doctors consulted with their families. Lonstuhl is the largest U.S. military hospital outside the U.S. They were both listed in serious but stable condition after both sustained head injuries. Woodruff also suffered shrapnel injuries to his body, and Vote has a broken shoulder. Other than that, they're doing just... Oh, we're fine. fine. That's fine. Because everything over there, I don't want to make light of this uh, you know, situation, but how come we hear so much about them and about all the other innocent people? We hear basically not too much that are not only uh, had injuries, but also ain't walking around no more. Dead as a doornail. We're being snuffed out. Well, that's true. I mean, when we get to 3,000, then the public is going to wake up and say, aha, yeah, aren't they? That's right. No, that's the magic no, they're number. Yeah. no, they won't. I think I'm going to do the break because i got a huge, huge, huge pile today. And it's probably just as well. In fact, I think that guy's cat will really enjoy a lot of the bedtime stories. I'm going to litter the airwaves with him just because they're cat. Probably the guy's house stinks like crazy, too, like I said, about all people that have cats. Right. How could it you're not? in denial. You're in denial. Let's face it. But if you have a, cat, a litter box, man. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if those, those adults probably also have like a poopy box for the uh, kids in the house. <laughs> well, I mean, stop and think about how stupid it is, uh, you know? It is. It is. I mean, if you want to have your cat do its business inside the house, then potty train the damn thing. No, no, fair enough, would, there are. If it would happen cats. to fall down, oh! you know, a quick flush is always a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I heard that if a cat falls into water in the uh, potty. 
And yeah. he gets that flush look in his face. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, when did uh, flush that thing down? Get rid of it. Nasty, obnoxious, useless garbage. Twelve minutes after ten at five sixty WQM. We apologize for the sloppy. Uh, well, we don't really know what was on the air because we couldn't. Uh, nothing, I guess nothing. The sound of silence, man. Oh, so in other words, we had dead air all that time. Sure. Keeps people on their toes. It's a new programming angle. You know, like you heard me tell our illustrious program director, Mister Over His Head, about an hour ago. If he would spend as much time working about taking care of business as he does trying to, like, uh, terrorize me and aggravating and agitating, we, we would, like, uh, be actually doing something on kind of like a professional level. But we don't, uh, we're, not worried, we're not worried about that yet. Maybe one of these days we'll work into that. Think, take it slow. Yeah, we aren't professional grade. <laughs> Amen. 1013, hey, this is all Joyce Radio, so Joyce yourself. If you're in a dead-end job, underpaid, if your New Year's resolution is a high-paying career, then you better act Right now, pick up the phone and call Fast Train toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Fast Train will get you trained and ready for a new high-paying career in just a few short months. That's correct. Obtain yourself a new high-paying career in just a few months. What's not to like? And don't forget the demand for medical coding specialists and computer professionals right now is at an all-time high. Fast Train offers convenient day, evening, and weekend classes, job placement assistance, and financial aid for people who qualify, too. So pick up that phone right now. Say goodbye to your dead-end job and your meaningless life. Get yourself a real career and a big, fat paycheck that goes along with it. Because that's what everybody's working for is that paycheck on payday or close to it. Call Fast Train, 866-FAST-TRAIN. They placed over 100 people just like you in 2005. Check Fast Train on the web at FastTrain.com. But act now because classes are filling up fast. Don't miss that train of opportunity this year. Make your New Year's resolution to get a life of reality this year by making one easy call. 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. And be sure and tell them that old Todd Dreck told you to call. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Take off those checkered pants. Every nation's trying to keep Iran from building up their new and their religious group. But Georgie Bush and Condi Rice, they want to bomb them down to size their Sneak preview of Greg Kotex's poll from next week from the Herald, from a spy, a little spy report. Next week, his poll is going to be, what's your all-time favorite South Florida radio station? And he's only going to list 790 the ticket. There you go. Yeah. Blair in secret plot with Bush to dupe UN. Eh? A White House leak revealing astonishing details of how Tony Blair and George Bush lied about the Iraq war is set to cause a worldwide political storm. Oh, my God. A new book exposes how the two men connived to dupe the UN. And blows the lid off Mr. Blair's claim that he was restraining influence on Mr. Bush. He was a restraining influence, right. He was holding him back. He offered his total support for the war in a secret White House summit as Mr. Bush displayed his contempt for the U.N., made a series of wild threats against Saddam Hussein, and showed a devastating ignorance about the catastrophic aftermath of the war. Although things are going very well over there now. Oh, we're fine. Based on access to information at the highest level, the book by leading British human rights lawyer Philip Sands, professor of law at London University, demonstrates how the two men decided to go to war regardless of whether they obtained UN backing or not. 
The revelations make a nonsense of Mr. Blair's claim that the final decision was not made until MPs voted in the Commons 24 hours before the war and could revive the risk of being charged with war crimes or impeached by Parliament itself. And hopefully that could, like, spill right across the sea. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Sure. Let's have an impeachment uh, year in 2006. Ooh. Oh, by the way, I just got my license renewed in the mail for six more years. All right. Got my renewal sticker for the back of my license. They have no idea whether I'm deaf, dumb, blind, a quadruple uh, uh, amputee. But nevertheless, nice going, Florida, baby. Did it come with a ratings diary? Yes. And a big picture, a naked picture of uh, Jeb Bush. All right. And, boy, you talk about a fat ass. The book also makes serious allegations concerning the conduct of Foreign Secretary Jack Straw. In other words, this could be the last straw. Lord Chancellor Lord Falconer and Attorney General Lord Goldsmith of Goldsmith's legal advice to the war. This is by the Mail on Sunday yesterday. That's why it has like a British taint to it. And it alleges the British government boasted that disgraced newspaper tycoon Conrad Black was being used by Mr. Bush's allies in America as a channel for pro-war propaganda in the U.K. by his Daily Telegraph newspaper. The leaks are contained in a new version of Sand's book, Lawless World, first published last year, when it emerged that Lord Goldsmith had told Mr. Blair the war could be unlawful before a last-minute U-turn. The new edition to be published uh, by Penguin this Thursday is likely to cause a fierce new controversy on both sides of the Atlantic. It follows recent charges against two British men under the Official Secrets Act after a transcript of another conversation between Mr. Bush and Blair, in which the President raised the possibility of bombing the Al Jazeera Arab TV station, it was leaked by a Whitehall official. How do you like that? What's all this uh, caca that you're sending? What's better than following your dog around with a plastic bag to pick up it? Well, I never followed my dog around right. with a plastic bag. Those of us who have yards, we let the dog yeah, out. Those of us who have dar- yards right. and fenced yards, we let our dogs out. They, did, they frolicked uh, loosely and freely and did their business in our own yard right. as opposed to slapping them around the leash so they could drop a load on somebody else's yard right. or on the sidewalk there so you can step in some mushy pile, okay? Well, you want to play that game owning a dog in an apartment, you know. See, now we got the cat people trying to, like, uh, right. not right. dogs, you know. If you don't love dogs, as far as I'm concerned, that's my comment to you, okay? Right. By the way, Joyce, that was a raspberry. With, a raspberry. With, with seeds. Right. Oh, yeah, I can spit them out right now. Let's see. I was going to move back. To, oh, look at that. All, all kinds of words on this fax that we can't use. Uh, <laughs> that's not even funny. Why, why did you waste your time sending me that one? Oh, you know, just why not? From some idiot in Dallas. Let's see. Here's another one from uh, somebody whose name I can't read. Bad penmanship. Does that say Roy Ray... Uh, Thought you might find it interesting. I got a copy of Dolphin Digest sent to me by the Dolphins. Inside's an article by Hank Goldberg and a half a page inside the Dolphins by Mad Dog, but not one word written by Jimmy Syphilis or Joe Rose, the voices of the Dolphins. Okay. Anybody care about that? No. Well, I'll tell you, you people must really be bored to tears. That's, that's what your life is all about. Bitching about Dolphin Digest. You better not be picking on my buddy Jimmy Syphilis. You fairy. What's wrong with you? How's that poll coming out? I'm sure the audience is on the edge of their seats about the outcome of this. 356 votes. Who is the biggest a-hole in South Florida print media? Dan Labastard, 255. And Greg Kotex, 101. Not even a contest. You're safe, Greg. We finally found somebody that hate even worse than you. Well, most of them don't even know who Greg Kotex is. And can you blame him? No. Who? Bush aid passed sensitive information to Abramoff. Boy, I just got a great pile of stuff today, Good. man. I'm going to be pop, 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 pop. I'm going to be doing that all day, just like Clarence was doing this morning again, again, in there again. Pop, 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 pop. See, you're supposed to say when they come in here to do yeah. the eavesdropping. Oh, a Clarence just walked in here. 
Okay. Eavesdropping on your private conversation. Oh, Duff just walked in here eavesdropping on another private conversation. All right, I'll uh, fire a gun. In fact, in that's probably why they didn't have the pot up when we tried to come on here at 10 o'clock. They probably had it in queue monitoring. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I don't know what you're laughing about. I, I mean, that's always on my mind. But we got nothing sure. to hide. Anything, anything I'll say about anybody else, I'd be more than happy to say right to their face. For example, whoever gave Jeff High my email address, I will come down there personally and kill that person, okay? There are people on death row for much less egregious offenses than giving Jeff High my email address. We don't do copy by email, okay, fat boy? As anybody there knows. He sends it to me. I print it up. I fax it to you. There you go. But now I guess he wants to let me know for sure that he's got my email address. Lose it. Lose it. Fast. And as soon as I thought about that over the weekend, I came back last night, and, man, I immediately changed every password, every, like, uh, oh, every nook and cranny. There's Ted Kennedy. may be accurate. It may not be. But There you go. He is foaming at the mouth, pissed off. They're having a vote on whether to continue the elite debate and bada beep, bada boop, bada bop, and cloture and the closure and closure yap. Ted, by the way, is looking pretty good lately. He lost about, what, 400 pounds? It's all the chowder. Hey, he's looking better. Specialist legal strategist meant to prepare a battle plan. A battle plan. Battle plan. To ensure any vacancies were filled by like minded jurors. Well. So they have a plan. Conservatives have a plan. They know how, what the thinking is of this, uh, of the nominee. It continues. The team recruited conservative lawyers to study the records of 18 potential nominees, including Roberts and Alito, and trained more than three dozen lawyers to respond to news reports on presidential eventual pick. So we're going to evidently have this group of the conservatives. They're going to make the pick, and then it's got it seated around the country uh, where... Uh, dozens of lawyers are going to call on in the news reports when they uh, have the president. We've been we listening to Senator Ted. Oh, I see. It chopped him off right in the middle there. That's how they do it. The, and, and look who it is. It's uh, Rush Limbaugh's yeah, right. wife. It's Eva Brown. Yeah. Rush Limbaugh's uh, wife is uh, chopping him off there and certainly not News Network. I bet you MSNBC oh, still got him on there talking. Let's see. No, they're not even talking about that. They got some goofball on there. What it was like inside those doors. Uh, oh, Enron. They're talking about Enron. Here we got the uh, deciding on the future of the whole world there in the Supreme right. Court, and they're hocking the chanic about Enron. What channel C span on this thing? You're asking me? Hey, you're the cable expert, mister. You're the one with all oh, the contacts. And they got it on? Yes. Not to exalt publicly until the confirmation vote is There it is. They can hardly wait. Although I was surprised. I mean, this has been my 23rd. Supreme Court nominee that we had the uh, no, the nominee up here in the Capitol last week going around and thanking people for their support, receiving congratulations prior to the time that we even voted on them. <laughs> Less than a week on the floor of the United States Senate. Less than a week. Twenty-five senators from our side have spoken. Only half of our caucus has spoken. Had a chance uh, to speak. Sure, they, uh, and... But not now. They, they won't. If we cut off, they haven't had a, a, a chance uh, to talk. But they are told now, the team has been told not to exalt publicly till the confirmation vote was cast. Then we'll pop the champagne. We pulled one over on you. Put one over on you. And it continues, uh, Mr. President. Okay, listen, uh, Ted's whipped up to a frenzy. He might, like, collapse uh, right there in the middle of the Senate. Uh-oh. Wow. Shocking. 
And what is the public concerned about? Freaking American Idol and the kitty litter. That's what America's worried about. Got chaos and mayhem. We got illegal polls being taken in the uh, Miami Herald under the name of Greg Kotex. We got Joyce running this radio station right into the ground. We got uh, Clarence running around. Pop, 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 beep, 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 beep. Uh, you know, goes to show you don't don't ever make a hasty judgment. You know, Blabo Lassiter was right, by the way. You were right, Blabo. Don't make those uh, hasty judgments about uh, anybody. It's like when, how many times over the years that I've been on the air have I gone to a new doctor and come back, oh, this guy is really great, and I finally found a good doctor, and then about a week later I'm thinking, this guy's a butcher, you know, he's a crazy person. Mm-hmm. He's like so over-medicated, he's like wandering around, like a running around and spinning in circles like a dreidel, which I did have one like that, name unmentioned, of course. 28 past 10 at QM, we got bowl for where Mo used to be in the two-to-four uh, revolving slot. This is Neil Rogers. Oh, my God. This is 560 QAM. Once in a generation, a movie comes along that changes the way we look and think about film. Broadback Mountain is that film. Here's what people in New York City are saying about Broadback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain, I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. Literally, I cried the entire time. And Heath Ledger's performance, it was amazing. I love that movie. Here's what people in Arkansas are saying about Brokeback Mountain. I mean, you see that flick? I mean, I don't know. I saw two two guys and then the the two guys. Unfortunately, his head just exploded. Here's what people in Los Angeles are saying about Brokeback Mountain. Oh, my God. It breaks my heart. Yes, beautiful love story. I mean, really. How can you ask for anything more? It's gorgeous, fabulous, fantastic. Here's what people in Utah are saying about Brokeback Mountain. I thought I was going to see a cowboy movie, and then all of a sudden, in a pumpkin, they just went... Unfortunately, his head just exploded. This winter, one movie is breaking box office records and connecting with the heart and soul of America. Brokeback Mountain has won virtually every major critics group award for best picture. Here's what people in San Francisco are saying about Brokeback Mountain. It's magic. Pure and simple magic. I felt this movie in my soul and my heart. Here's what people in Alabama are saying about Brokeback Mountain. My God, there's a couple of gay guys in it. Unfortunately, his head just exploded. Brokeback Mountain. Not for everyone, especially if you live in a square state. And certainly not for the SAG. They had the wrong letter there, I guess. At the FAG Awards last night, they might have uh, done cleaned up. Yeah. Screen Actors Guild, they got shut out. Well, we'll get to that story eventually later on. I was thinking about some more of these polls, similar to the one today we're doing. We could do one, like, uh, maybe next week. What's the worst newspaper of all time? And just have the Miami Herald listed. All right. The worst rag imitation of a newspaper. Just have the Herald on there, or maybe, like, underneath, we could put El Herald, El Nuevo Herald, whatever it is. there. Yeah. A Bush administration official gave sensitive inside information to disgraced lobbyist Jack Abramoff, warning him the government was about to suspend the federal contracts to one of his clients' client, newly filed court papers say. That says one of his clients' client? David Safavian, a former top procurement officer, provided sensitive and confidential information about four subsidiaries of Tyco International to Abramoff regarding internal deliberations at the GSA, Say the court papers filed Friday in a criminal case against Safavian. Abramoff is pleaded guilty. We know that. The White House is refusing to release photos. We know that. Acting on the information that Abramoff provided the company in November 2003, Tyco lawyer Timothy Flanagan 
A former assistant attorney general in the Bush administration contacted the general counsel of the GSA and asked for an opportunity to address the suspension. The company revealed Flanagan's role in the statement. In October, Flanagan withdrew his nomination to be Bush's deputy attorney general. His confirmation was delayed due to questions about his dealings with Abramoff when Abramoff was a Tyco lobbyist. The government had planned to suspend Tyco because of alleged criminal conduct by former Tyco executives. After advising Abramoff about the internal deliberations at GSA, Savavian suggested to Abramoff what arguments Tyco should make when it appealed the suspension decision. The court papers and Savavian's yada yada yada. Once tipped off by Abramoff, Tyco hired an outside law firm and successfully petitioned the government to lift the suspension and let Tyco continue to perform on government contracts. And it's just just unbelievable. The corruption and the uh, murder and bloodshed that's going on. And the public is uh, in la-la land, and we got Joyce hanging over our head, like an albatross. Uh-huh. Remember Harry Harvey, Harvey standing to answer an albatross? No. Nope. I bet you do. Yeah, you do. We got this big albatross hanging like a noose over our necks. Joyce. Just absolutely pathetic. So, any, you know, they, they can change the figureheads and all of that. They can move the different the pieces of the chess puzzle around. The fact of the matter is that the Beasleys are the ones calling the shots now. That's why we are like a, we're like a pirate station. Arr. Remember I said a couple of weeks ago? Uh-huh. We can't knock pirate radio anymore because uh-huh. basically we're part of it, operating without a license. 381 votes. Now, you and I both thought that this poll today was hysterical, a real panic, because it's obviously a, yeah. you know, or uh, a purpose poll. Even Josh might uh, find it amusing. I don't know. It's good. There you go. But because they can't add to it, because of the fact it's not, uh, you know, like 17 oh, choices right. and it doesn't mention George Bush, they're not getting that many a vote. Well, they've only got two choices on there. We don't even know who they are. That's okay. Vote for one of them. Just click it. In fact, no matter which one you vote, here's the good news for you. No matter which one you vote for, you won't be uh, voting for the wrong one. It's a fabulous poll. You can't make a mistake Absolutely. on this poll. Who is the biggest a-hole in South Florida print media? 384 votes. That's pretty weak. I put it up there last night about, I don't know, 8, 9 o'clock. We should be well on our way to 1,000, but we won't. Dan Labastian, 272, and Greg Kotex, 112. That's not the kind of poll we want. We want a bunch of choices. Well, too bad. Speaking of polls, most think Bush is failing second term. All right. A majority of Americans are more likely to vote for a candidate in November's congressional election who opposes President Bush... And 58% consider a second term a failure so far, according to a poll released on Thursday. 58%. Fewer people consider Bush to be honest and trustworthy now than did a year ago. And 53% said they believe his administration deliberately misled the public about Iraq's purported weapons program. How do you like that? 58% say he's failing his second term. I just mentioned that in passing. That's still a sorry number. Climate expert says NASA tried to silence him. Oh, yeah, it ought to be 98% right. if you're dealing with smart people. But uh, there was yeah. one article we had on there a couple of days ago, and that mm-hmm. is that the American people, most of them are just as dumb or dumber than he is. Mm-hmm. And just keep saying that to yourself. Boy, they like a dumb guy because they can relate to him. He talks to him just like they do. Illiterate. That's it. Now you're talking. Just like Joyce and the Beasley's over there picking a banjo. They're picking it. That's what. That's the report I got. They're spending a lot of time over there in Naples picking it. See? Yeah. In fact, I'll tell you one thing, Joyce. Don't be picking on too many of them seeds because then it causes chronic farting. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what it leads to. Yeah, leave them in there. And that gas just kind of like slips right out. The top climate scientist at NASA says the Bush administration has tried to stop him from speaking out since he gave a lecture last month calling for prompt reductions in emissions of greenhouse gases linked to global warming. 
I mean, we're talking fascism big time, baby. We're talking about Nazis goose-stepping, just like I said years ago, and people said, oh, well, that Neil is just way over the top. Yeah, right. Pretty soon, the American flag, the stars and stripes, will be replaced by a big swastika. The scientist, James E. Hansen, longtime director of the agency's Goddard Institute for Space Studies, said in an interview that officials at NASA headquarters had ordered the public affairs staff to review his coming lectures, papers, postings on the Goddard website, and request for interviews from journalists. Journalists like Greg Kotex and Dan LeBastard. Dr. Hansen said he would ignore the restrictions. They feel their job is to be this sensor of information going out to the public, he said. Dean Acosta, deputy... As a matter of fact, you know something? No, no I know nothing. And speaking no, I'm going to interject something in here. I don't want to read the, all these long. They're on our website. It's a little ponderous. But if I can just inter interject something right there, I think this, uh, this business of censorship, I think that the Beasleys and Joyce, if they're going to like uh, start playing Butch Boss again with this show or with anybody else, make a list, okay? Give us some specifics. What can we do? What Can we say hello? Huh? No. Can we say no. goodbye? No. Can we say how you doing? No. Uh, yeah, give us a be. list. And be specific instead of this guessing game. And one day it's one thing, and the next day it's something else. And, but I mean, and of course, the problem is that their chronic uh, succession of mistakes, they're the ones that put us in a position where we can't do a damn thing anymore. You follow what I'm saying? In other words, we have to pay the price for other people's uh, errors. We've got to pay the price for Stern. We've got to pay the price for uh, Pharrell. We've got to pay the price for other people who don't know where to draw the line, things like that. Listen, if you ask for all a list, of these things. things, what is it? If you ask for a list, she'll send back the dictionary. There, yeah, there you go. Well, Joyce, you, Joyce. Probably got a real snotty, smelly Joyce anyway. I'm sure. Dean Acosta, Deputy Assistant Administrator for Public Affairs at the Space Agency, said there was no effort to silence Dr. Hansen. That's not the way we operate here at NASA, said Mr. Acosta. We promote openness and speak with the facts. Dr. Hansen strongly disagreed with this characterization, saying such procedures had already prevented the public from fully grasping recent findings about climate change that point to risks ahead. Communicating to the public seems to be essential, he said, because public concern is probably the only thing capable of overcoming the special interests that have obfuscated the topic. Obfuscated the topic. When in doubt, smear it out. It's the old smear and smear routine. Just cover it up, and if anybody says anything they're not supposed to, smear them. Anybody remember uh, Paul O'Neill? Who? Remember Richard Clark? Any of these people? Yeah, Paul uh -huh. O'Neill. Don't you remember they claimed, oh, well, he, he used right. uh, classified documents in that book. His. We made, uh, have to put him in the electric chair. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we never heard another word from him. Uh-huh. Smear and schmear. The old swift boat routine again. Is Ted still speaking or what? Because CNN's busy showing the crap. Let me check. Yeah, take, yeah, take a puke. They're concerned for what is going to happen uh, to their parents, to their loved ones. That's and enough. Whether we're going <laughs> Maybe he's already starting the old Philly, Philly Buster. Let's hope. Because I asked uh, the Beast this morning, where are you going to Detroit? He said, oh, I'm going to Philly Buster. It's 56 to 34, as if there was any you know, doubt about that. 56 to 34 what? The confirmation vote. Is, you know, well, that, that leaves us 10 short. Board, yeah. That leaves us 10 short. Still short. Yes, I am. Yeah, well, that's because all the Republicans are going to vote for, and the rest of it is all just window dressing, and you that's can right. kiss all your freedoms goodbye. Bye-bye. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Neil Rogers.
Once you've landed that rich geezer, it's not all fun games and trips to the jewelry store. If you don't keep in shape and are able to please the you-know-what, he'll trade you in for a younger, thinner model. Have you been putting on a little weight, honey? See what I mean? Don't let this happen to you. Get your subscription to Trophy Wife magazine today. Each month, Trophy Wife has tips on weight management through selective digestion, more commonly known as bulimia. In most cases, the grown children of your silver fox are not too pleased with Daddy sharing his heart and fortune with the new missus. Hey, Alice. Hi, Brad. You looked great in the pool today. I found this article on learning to cliff dive in Mexico, and you'd be great at it. Thanks. Trophy Wife Magazine has all the tips on how to encourage the offspring of your Mr. Wright to pursue sports that can result in a horrific accident. You know what I mean? <laughs> From enduring those long sessions in the bedroom after he's gotten the shipment of Viagra to where you'll find your next Mr. Moneybags, it's all here in Trophy Wife Magazine. On newsstand. Now. 10.46 at 5.60. I started giving you that schedule, and then, of course, I stopped. Both for right. the more slot at 2. Mad Dog and Hooters to Ralph 4 to 6.30. At 6.30, it's Panthers, PB, and then Geldy and Silly Ass Red Deer Randy bring you the Panthers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Leafs have lost eight straight games and are going for number nine tonight, although Brian McCabe is back. Will it help? No. Panthers and the Leafs at 7 o'clock tonight, followed by the ADK Show. We don't have Dan LeBaxter. We don't have Greg Kotex, and we don't have no Stu Gotts, but we're doing the best we can. Speaking of that story that I just got done about the guy that they are muzzling, mm-hmm. shut up. The threat posed by climate change may be greater than previously thought, and global warming is advancing at an unsustainable rate. Oh, my God. A report by scientists to publish today says, this just hot my, it's so hot it's burning my fingers. And as a matter of fact, let's, how about that Toronto weather report? It's captivating uh, radio. Let's take a look and see what the temperature is here. It's... Um, we're going to be 45, 46 this afternoon. It's already uh, 43 and going to be 46. Kind of hazy and lazy and not too bad. It's only the uh, 30th of January. What is it? About 30, man. And there's no snow and it's 46. But don't, uh, you know, no, no such thing as global warming. The U.K. government commission report coll- uh, collates evidence presented at a meteorological office conference on climate change last year. It says scientists now have greater clarity and reduced uncertainty about the impacts of climate change. It is now plain that the emission of greenhouse gases associated with industrialization and economic growth in world population that's increased sixfold in 200 years is causing global warming at a rate that is unsustainable. Let me say it again. It is unsustainable. Over the next century, global warming is expected to raise ocean levels, intensify storms, spread disease to new areas, and shift climate zones, possibly making farmlands drier and deserts wetter. How do you like that? You'll be like going swimming in the middle of uh, the desert in Vegas. Well, it's about time. Yes, there you go. I think it's time for a mass suicide. Get the Kool-Aid, baby. So did you find out who gave my email address to Fat Boy yet? No, I will kill that person as soon as I find out who it was. I will come there personally, and I'll murder. And by the way, Greg Kotex also, Hank left a message before he left for Detroit. That's why we had no crossover. They had to bail out real quick for Detroit. And probably took the producers, too. That's why we didn't get the uh, get on the air. That must have been it. And that is, if Greg Kotex is seen anywhere near the QM building, he will have both of his legs broken. And maybe if we're in a really bad mood on that day, he will be shot. How do you like that? Well, not, not that we're like playing Butch Boss or anything like that, but we're just a little P.O.'d with his B.S. You're not fooling anybody, Greg. Oh, it's only a blog. Uh, yeah. You are a blog. You're a blog on the human race. Masked gunmen today briefly took over a European Union orifice to protest a Danish newspaper's publication of cartoons deemed insulting to Islam's prophet Muhammad, the latest in a wave of violent denunciations of the caricatures across the Islamic world. 
The gunman demanded an apology from Denmark and Norway and said citizens of the two countries would be prevented from entering the Gaza Strip. Well, who now wants to go to the Gaza Strip anyway? You want to go there? Oh, no, thank you. George, no, you want to go to the Gaza Strip joint. Oh, they do have some of those uh, belly dancers, though, yeah? Do they? We're calling on the citizens of the two countries to take this threat seriously because our cells are ready to implement this all over Gaza, one militant said. Or as they would say here, Gaza. <laughs> you ever drive a Mazda? Yeah. The 12 drawings published in September by the Danish newspaper, or whatever this is, and republished in a Norwegian paper this month included an image of the prophet wearing a turban shaped as a bomb with a burning fuse. How do you like that? Una bomba grande. Islamic tradition bars any depiction of the prophet, even respectful ones, out of concern that such images could lead to idolatry. The cartoons have touched off protest, flag burnings, and boycotts of Danish products throughout the Muslim world, although they do like a nice Danish early in the morning. On Sunday, Palestinian protesters burned Danish flags in two West Bank towns. That'll show you damn Danish. I mean, I'm going to tell you, when you start getting pissed, pissed off at the Danes, you really need some uh, serious help. Crazy people is what we're talking about. All this religious garbage, man. The Orthodox Jews, they're crazy. The Muslims, uh, all the uh, fanatics, they're crazy. The Goyim, uh, most of them are crazy. All the religionists, man, the God Squad, it's, uh, they're all nuts. Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, the Scientologists, oh, like that. It's like it started there. Right. By the way. You fairy. Speaking of that, good lead-in. Now look at that. Look at that. It's like a comedy routine. Look at CNN right now, please. please. He's not impartial. He's not independent. And this procedure is absolutely wrong. Did you see that? No. You didn't see the guy with a schmata on it? It looked like a comedy routine from SNL. Oh, my God. That was the best. I have never seen anything like that in my life. A schmata head. With, it was, uh, had to do with one of Saddam's buddies. Snappy dressers. Attorney says more victims of priests will surface soon. Remember we had the priest story, Father Doherty? Uh-huh. On uh, Friday. Well, here's a little uh, follow-up to it. From the Miami Herald, the worst newspaper in history. A lawyer who represents a man allegedly sexually abused by a Catholic priest says additional victims will step forward next month. Father Neil Doherty would slip something into his victim's drinks to make them sleepy. Kind of like that old Jesus juice routine. Maybe that's where Michael Jackson learned about that, from Father Neil. That, uh, then, when they were unconscious, the Catholic priest would assault them, according to documents released on Friday. The Archdiocese of Miami was aware of the priest's history, but instead of removing him, it moved him around. Oh, there's that old, again, that old, like, uh, chessboard deal. To different parishes or Catholic agencies, according to attorney Jeffrey Herman, who's filed a $25 million lawsuit on behalf of a Margate man and preparing lawsuits for other victims who he says were also victims of the Reverend Neil Doherty. Herman represents five men who claimed Doherty molested them while he was a priest. Doherty, 62, now retired, was denied bond Friday, a day after BSO deputies charged him with two counts of sexual battery on a child, two counts of indecent assault, and one count of lewd or lascivious molestation. He remained in the Brown County Jail late Friday. The charges stem from a B.S. Oh. investigation where detectives found four victims, three boys and one adult male, who all told similar stories about their assaults. At a press conference on Friday, Herman distributed documents from 79 to 92 that he says suggest the Archdiocese knew about the abuse, but that it did nothing about it. The Archdiocese's knowledge of past accusations against Doherty surfaced in 2003 in a memorandum by the BSO in which a sex crimes prosecutor disclosed a 94 settlement with a student who had been enrolled in Chaminade High School in Hollywood decades earlier. That case resulted in a $50,000 settlement. I can't speak for why the decisions were made, said Archdiocese spokeswoman and shill Mary Ross Augusta. Doherty had served in South Florida parishes for three decades. He's the first Catholic priest in the Archdiocese to be charged with sexual battery on a child under the age of 12. The Archdiocese would respond to the civil suits once they're filed, uh, the shill said. 
the Archdiocese turns all matters of abuse over the state attorney's office. So they're going to be, like, really hitting you up when you go to church uh, this weekend. In fact, isn't Ash Wednesday coming up real soon? I reckon. What day is Ash Wednesday? Is it this Wednesday? I'll have to look it up. I think it might be this Wednesday, Ash Wednesday. Or am I in the wrong month? Is it March 1? It's either February 1 or uh, I don't know. I'm a lousy Catholic. Well, you better get with it and learn your Ass Wednesday, mister. That's where everybody gets some action on Ass Wednesday. Four males say they were abused by Doherty, have come forward since the Catholic Church's sex abuse scandal erupted in Boston in 2002. Well, that, that's just a repeat of fry. At any rate, there's going to be more fish to fry, so to speak. So get that damn fish off the back of your car. I thought that the fish was like a Catholic thing. Then it comes to find out the born-again Christians use that fish as a symbol yeah. on the car. What's that it's, all about? It's a, it's a Christian thing. Catholic. Or just or all Christian, all Goyim, it's just a Goyish thing? I wish you could have seen this guy on CNN before. You would have peed in your pants. You would have just laughed your ass off. It was, that, it, it was, it was like a comedy routine, like this silly-looking guy with his big schmata on that didn't fit right. And he looked, uh, it was like a, I don't know. I was monitoring Teddy. Oh, what's he got to say? Is he still talking? No, no, I changed it to CNN. Wait. He was so we want to hear yeah, what he is. Yeah. Trying to do what's right, play by the rules. It takes some time for them to understand how this nominee is going to affect their life and their well-being in terms of. And uh, by the way, mm -hmm. Ash Wednesday is March first. Oh, March first. Yeah, it was the first of something. So you still there's a reprieve for you. Okay, you're not getting no ash, uh, ashes until the next. Uh, now, people don't still really do that, okay? Put the axes uh, on the forehead. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. What, what kind of people do that? Crazy people? Exactly. I see. And what is that supposed to symbolize, the ashes on your forehead? That they're better than you. <laughs> oh, well, that, that's a given, isn't it? Right. I mean, I don't have all them beads and all them chalkies. Like I got a cute uh, bee, though. I got a whole bunch of cute beads. All of it. That's what it all means. Ah, I got snappier headgear than they got. Don't you remember all those yarmulkes I used to wear on that whammy that's abortion? Right. I got a, I did take the one with the propeller, though. I, oh, I man. I got some snappy headgear, baby. No question. Army to investigate gay porn allegations. Oh, boy, I got such a pile today, man. It's a good thing, too, because we don't have a pull that can add anything, to. So all we got is a guy that's got a cat who likes the show. WQAM, hello. Let's see if we can beat the first one, but I doubt it. QAM. Hola. Yeah, I got some luggage for uh, my uh, pizza queue, Diane. 425 Cambridge Lane. That was good, wasn't it? Lovely. What was that? Uh, it could actually have been a wrong number, but I Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, but he gave an address out. That's why I dumped it. Yeah. Well, we had a lady call on Friday. It was the wrong number, but it lets us start, you know. And then you try to, like, uh, make make nice to them, and then maybe you make strike up a conversation. And you might actually turn it into a real call. WQAM, hello. QAM. I like to crank off in there, Rogers. I beg your pardon? I like to crank off in there, Rogers. Crank off. <laughs> okay, nice one. This is Neil Rogers. You said... This is 560 QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? In all of the jungle, no creature is as curious as George. What do you think of me? <laughs> if there's a laugh, he's up for it. If there's trouble... Don't 
He's behind it. Those weapons of mass destruction got to be somewhere. And if there's a chance for adventure... We do not condone torture. He's into it. I have never ordered torture. This February, get ready for some serious monkey business. You know, it's amazing when people say to me, well, he's just breaking the law. If I wanted to break the law, why was I briefing Congress? <laughs> Curious George. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the movie. I've heard about it. <laughs> It's 11 o'clock, man, a real moron, if there ever was one, and it's scary, because, you know, your ordinary pedestrian moron ain't that dangerous, but this is a dangerous, a dangerous moron. By the way, don't you like that uh, IED? Oh, yeah, yeah. Amazing how they come up with, like, like, uh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh, like WMDs. There you go. We uh, can't find no WMDs, but we got a lot of IEDs, at least, uh, what's his name, found them? Uh, (laughs) There's one now. 444, look at that, it's a nice number on that poll. Who's the biggest a-hole in South Florida? Print South Florida Print Media. Dan Labaster, 314. And Greg Kotex has got 100 and... About 30, man. 130. Not even close. Almost triple. Uh, he's got your number, Greg. He's got your beat hands down your pants. Army officials are investigating allegations that members of the celebrated 82nd Airborne Division appear on a gay pornography website, a spokesman said Friday. Speaking of hands down your pants. Authorities at Fort Bragg have begun an inquiry into whether the paratroopers' actions violated the military conduct code. Division spokeswoman Major Army uh, Amy Amy Hanna declined to say how many paratroopers are involved or identified their unit within the division. A defense official, speaking of course on condition of anonymity, said up to seven soldiers are involved. Hanna said soldiers questioned will be allowed to seek legal assistance, but she declined to say if any have been charged. Once the investigations have played the Chow Chain of Command will take appropriate action, she said. The website includes a disclaimer asking users to agree that they're not agents of the U.S. government. Martha Rudd. An Army spokeswoman at the Pentagon said soldiers accused of homosexual uh, activity might be removed from their unit, although she did not have specific information about the investigation of the 82nd. When asked if the soldiers involved had been moved out of barracks, she declined to comment. We are concerned about the privacy and rights of each trooper involved and that they're treated with dignity and respect, Hannah said, before we throw their ass out. Faggots. Major Todd Vickian, a Defense Department spokesman in Washington, said the military's don't ask, don't tell policy states that homosexual orientation alone is not a bar to service, but that conduct is incompatible with military service. We define homosexual conduct as homosexual acts or verbal or nonverbal communication that a member is homosexual. I see. They appear on a gay pornography website. Of course, it all depends on what they're doing. Like, what's nonverbal communication? And it depends that, uh, if, like, they're like sergeants or privates. So if you walk really swishy you know, with the... You think if they up. show their private sense of violation? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. And if, and you, if you walk swishy, you're out. Right, if you have that risk... Of course, they got going. this real bad shortage of uh, troops now. It's bad for morale. Speaking of bad for morale and all that Yay. stuff, the fag- uh, Screen Actors Guild, SAG... Another <laughs> What? Not to be confused with the Film Actors Guild from that movie. Right, the FAG Awards. <laughs> Witherspoon and Crash win top SAG honors. Oh, so many award shows in so little time. you got the People's Choice Award and the Screen Actors Guild Award and the Golden Globes and the big oozing globes. And then you got the uh, Peter, Paul, and Mounds and Mary. And then you got the Oscars. And, oh, jeez. Oh, no. What? I'm going to jump out the window right now. Goes to show you, man, you can't complain about the taste of the people who make these choices because their taste is in their tush. Kind of like Joyce. Reese Witherspoon is a singer in June Carter and I Walked the Line. And Philip Seymour Hoffman is author Truman Capote and Capote won lead acting awards yesterday from the Screen Actors Guild, SAG, while the ensemble drama Crash pulled off an upset win over Bareback Mountain for the overall cast award. 
When you hear who got supporting acting uh, honors, you're going to like plots. All right. Let me strap myself in. I'll give you the second one first. Okay. Paul Giamatti of the boxing drama Cinderella Man and yeah, Rachel is. Weiss of the murder thriller The Constant Gardener. One of oh. the worst pieces of swill, trash, garbage I have ever wasted two hours of my life on. Just swill. It's not thrilling. It's not suspenseful. Suspenseful. It's not. It's as bland as tapioca, man. Boring. It's not. You want to go into a coma, man? Get the Constant Gardener. Now George watched both of the movies that I sent to him, and they right. turned out they were both great. Two thumbs up, right up in yeah. there. See that? Two thumbs up your. Rectum. Matter of fact, I'll bring Primal Fear for Josh. I think he might like that one as opposed to the other. One. I've seen. Oh, like I said, never mind. And, and he liked it. it. And by the way, I saw a great movie over the weekend. I saw Donnie Darko. I got to see yeah, that. Everyone which is says phenomenal. I see that. No, it's not phenomenal. It's phenomenal till the ending. I, I, I've what seen it a long time, about like two years ago. I got don't it. Don't go ruin it for me now. You don't like it? That's Jake Gyllenhaal. He's from a bareback mountain thing. He didn't like that movie. He's going to ruin it. Let me say it again. I lo- I liked it, but the ending was uh, too, uh, I don't know, what, what was the big deal, the ending? Too predictable. I'm going to leave the room. Why? Because he got killed and died in the end? For me. I want to watch it. Got my finger yeah, don't ruin it for George. Is this- he oh. dies in the end. Ah! Well, everybody dies. I didn't say when. You said at the end. At the end of the movie. No, it's a very good movie. I agree with you. I think it's excellent. But then the ending is just, like, too predictable. I mean, like, uh, couldn't something have happened? And if he's going to die, how can he go uh, noodle around there with what's-his-name? All right, don't ruin it for George, okay? What? It's a great movie. I don't care what you say. I can't hear you. No, Donnie Darko is not a great movie. It's very good. Well, in my opinion, it's a great movie. If that's your idea of a great movie... Let me me, uh, do IMDb. Wait a minute. Don't go by those stars. Now, those are sued reviews. Don't go by those stars. Well, let's see. The only reason I watched City of God is because it had 8.8 stars. Like I said, see what it says there. <laughs> <laughs> no search results found. Get out of here. No you search results it wrong. found my ass. Darko with a K. No, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> looking at that. Ah, this is pathetic. Oh, no. Here's one about Johnny Dark. Johnny Darko? Yeah, Johnny Darko. Sorry for this, but it's more dead air like we had at 10 o'clock. Well, are you not, in other words, you don't care about what the 8 million people, viewers out there yeah, have to Yeah, sure, why not? This? Just as a point of curiosity. Okay, here we go. Oh, I see this Alexa uh, thing must be screwed up now or something. Let me get back on my Firefox, sorry. Okay, I'll uh, check that. Anyway, Rachel Weiss of the murder thriller, The Constant Gardener. Oh. And uh, what's your name? June Carter and the Reese played by Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Oh, my God, y'all. Sometimes I can't just shake the feeling I'm just a little girl from Tennessee, said Witherspoon. Oh, my God. Plays Carter during her long, stormy courtship with country legend Johnny <laughs> Cash. Hello. 8.3 oh, out of 10, No, you sound like Mr. Egg. Not, uh, Mr. Egg. Yeah, what is right. it? 8.3 out of 10. Oh, that's fantastic. I told you it's great. Oh. That's a, no, I, I, I've talked about that before. I said it's an excellent movie. I just don't like the ending. The ending is a letdown to me. It, should, it could have been a lot of other things happen, but it, they didn't. But you're right. It's very good. Anyway, uh, I want to say my biggest inspiration for this movie, obviously, was June Carter. She was an incredible woman, said Reese Witherspoon. I went to high school with a kid named Bob Witherspoon. Boy, I sure liked him. Hoffman considered the favorite for the best actor Oscar as Capote amid the author's struggles to research and write the true crime novel in cold blood. Had gushing thanks for his Capote co-stars. Bareback Mountain has been considered the best picture frontrunner at the Oscars. Yay. Whose nominations come out tomorrow? Oh, goody, goody. 
With awards presented March 5, it's lost a crash could prove a speed bump on the film's path toward becoming the first explicitly gay-themed movie to win a Best Picture award at the Oscars, but it's dominated earlier Hollywood honors, so it'll likely continue to be considered to be the favorite, even though it got shut out at the SAG Awards. Why do you like that? 5670562. We might sneak a call or two in here today. Not too many, though. I got a big bunch of stuff. Good. Based on the first three that we had, let's see, we had a wrong number. We had a guy whose cat likes the show, and then we had the guy who wanted to make a, an, a invite himself to make a, a bad crank call. WQAM, hello. QAM. Bill. Yeah. Hey, uh, what about Barry Jackass? See what I mean? Oh, we not, we're not taking this. any more nominations for the pool. That's the whole idea of the pool. There are no more names for it. That's the pool. See? I know you're a lot of you a little bit slow and maybe a little stupid, but that's the pull. There are no uh, more names needed on there. See, that's the whole concept of it, the whole idea. Yeah. A rigged pull. They don't, they don't get it. No, they, of course they don't get it. It's way over their head. We already got faxes, too, and you notice how many of those are pulled Faxes along. for the pull? Yeah. yeah. There are no more now. Na- what did I say at the beginning? Those are the only two names. It's a, it's a message pull. There, there's a point to it. It's sarcastic. It's uh, caustic. It's uh, idiotic. Just like Greg Kotex and that thing in the Herald that we talked about ad nauseum last week. So who uh, gave uh, Fat Boy my email address? I don't know. Well, you no, know, seriously, that's that's your Look, assignment this week. Like anybody's going to actually. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. I will. I will get Luca Brazzi on the phone. I'll get his ass down there, and I'll have them shot right on the spot. We can do it on the air, promote it for a week ahead of time. I know how we can find out. Yeah. We put Fat Boy himself in a cage and refuse to feed him. After Who the hell's got a cage that size? Well, we could find one. Call up Ron McGill. I will. And then after, like, what do you think, 10, 15 minutes, he'll confess. Yeah, there you go. Put some bunch of candy bars outside the cage. QAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Or just the I, key uh, to the uh, I heard you talking earlier that I can't believe that Joyce is now in charge of everything over there. She has been, and she continues to be. We have a new general manager now, but unfortunately she has reduced him to a paper tiger. So. Oh, man, because I thought that with the new regime you might get some of your... Fart sounds back in yeah, there. Yeah, well, we did for about five minutes, and that's yeah, all. Yeah, I was sure I heard one sneak mm-hmm. in. Oh, yeah. man. I well, it sounded like one. But, uh, but I'm backed up here. Yeah, are you? Well, good. good. Just practice makes perfect, Pally. When in doubt, shoot a few out. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon and Singular Wireless line. Yeah, Joyce's. See, the Beasleys now, they think they know something about radio, so they're the ones calling all the shots. They're the ones that put Stern on the air and damn near lost their license. They're the ones who just continue thinking, they're pretending they know something. They're the ones that had all those idiotic contracts written up about we won't say this, we won't say that, or we're going to be fired immediately, and everybody's going to sign these, which, of course, nobody signed them. They're the ones who continue making our lives a living hell. While it could be paradise, you know, even most said it could be paradise, and it's not, because of Joyce. But she sure got a great background in radio. In fact, once upon a time, she owned one. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Power of Nightmares. I watched all three episodes this weekend. Yeah. It's a shame they didn't show it in the U.S. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's really good, man. Well, you think it's just by accident that they didn't show it in the U.S., eh? <laughs> no, it's a purpose, man. Yeah. They don't want to show the truth. There you go. Yeah, and... Uh, it's not. It's not difficult to find. All you gotta go to Google search. Just Google it, man. This guy. Yeah, the, Google uh, search. Week, Power of Nightmares. Man, you know your links are dead. Yeah, my links have been dead for a long time. But just Google it and. Uh, no. Like, uh, exactly. Oh, what happened to him? I don't know. I think he got cut off. Something to do. Twelve minutes after eleven at five sixty WQAM Joyce All Joyce Radio, where our message is: Go Joyce yourself. 
Yeah, I think we're just going to start using her name for to replace any other word. Okay, like Joyce Hold. Like every other word. Joyce, Joyce Hold. Joyce, Joyce Bag. Right. Joyce. 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 Right. Smell and like, of course, that uh, that nasty sound that occasionally comes from your rectum. Uh, smelly Joyce. And of course, there's also the old egg Joyce, which you could drop in the oh, elevator. Oh, and cabbage Joyces. Oh God, that's my choice. Is the cabbage Joyce. <laughs> Twelve minutes after 11 at 560 WQAM. Dry Concepts is the best carpet cleaning company in the universe. I've been using them for over 20 years, and I believe in them like crazy because they always do a fabulous job. They never let you down. And during this month, January, Dry Concepts encourages everybody to take advantage of their outstanding maintenance contract, but you only got today and tomorrow to take advantage of this. Dry Concepts maintenance contract offers you savings and real peace of mind, and during January, you can save 50% off their regular prices by signing up for their maintenance contract, and you'll also enjoy the benefit of knowing that Dry Concepts will always be there whenever you need them. Dry Concepts is dedicated to the clean carpet approach as opposed to the common clean dirty carpet approach. Don't get fooled by those specials, those scams, those 1995 phony deals that leave your carpet soaked for days on end without even really treating the problems. You made a big investment in your carpeting, your upholstery, your drapery, all of these, all of these things. things. So let Dry Concepts protect that investment for you. They're professional staff, fully certified. Their service and standard, absolutely unmatched anywhere. So take the worry out of having your home sanitized all year long with Dry Concepts Maintenance Program. Call them today in Dade Broward in the Palm Beaches, toll-free, 1-800-248-5071. Be sure and tell them that Troy Stratford told you to call. They'll say, who that? 1-800-248-5071 or on the Wicked Web, dryconcepts.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. From the producers of ABC's sci-fi thriller Invasion comes a show about an even scarier, more diabolical terror. The government has denied their existence for years, but they're here among us, in your town, even in your own home, just waiting for you to pick up the phone. George Bush stars as the listener in Invasion of Privacy. Hello, this is customer support. What is being requested and or problem with your product and or service, please? Yeah, see, my computer just crashed, and I don't... Did you hear that? Yes, I am doing hearing it as well. Is someone else there on the line? Uh, no. What? Who is this? Yes, I do wish to know. Uh, don't worry there, Steve. It's just me, your president. Uh, go ahead, don't mind me. Mr. President? What's going on? And how did you know my name? Oh, I know a lot about you. I like your nickname is Bubba, and you order pizza every Friday night. What? And let's see here. Uh, looks like you missed a few payments on that student loan there, Bubba. I can't believe this. You can't do this. Thank again there, Bubba. Oh, oh I am also a bit of a righteous indignation. Watch it there, Haji Patel of New Delhi. But this is part of being a private call. A private overseas call there, Buddha boy. I am not a Buddhist, sir. I am Hindu. I don't care if you're Shamu. Don't mess with Texas, son. Because I got a predator drone circling 3851 Calcutta Court right now. So watch it, buddy. Invasion of Privacy. Tonight, after Extreme Takeover Civil Rights Edition on ABC. Donnie Darko's got 8.3 out of 10 stars on IMDb. How do you like that? It's great. I'll see. I, no, I already did say it was great. I told you about it before. It's an excellent movie. The right. ending is uh, disappointing. That's what. That's your opinion. You didn't, you, in other words, you didn't mind the ending? I had no they, problem with it. The fact that he died in the end, that his dream came true. Oh, Jesus. Will you... What? Just calm down. I watch it. I already told him that, that he died in the end, that yeah, his dream kept having came true. I already smoked it out of my head, and you're bringing it back in there. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Jake Gyllenhaal, and the reason that Josh watched it is because he was so smitten with his performance in Bareback Mountain <laughs> that 
He he just Googled. He went on and did a search for all of Jake Gyllenhaal's movies. He even probably got Gremlins. That was my exact problem. But he wasn't in Gremlins. That was uh, Zach Gallagher or whatever that his name is. Huh? Yes. He looks like him, though. Bit. Isn't that why you watched it, Jake Gyllenhaal? That's yeah, it. Was very, it's a it's a fine film. It's very good. I, I would say it's well, I don't know, different different uh, genre than City of God. Yeah, a little bit. I kind of like City of. I would say I would say it's uh it's almost as crazy as as Requiem for a Dream. I would say. Without the drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to sum it up. Now, did you see this on cable, or did you go out and buy it? No, I saw it on cable at like two o'clock in the morning. Because I was thinking, if uh, you went out and bought it, you could just give, uh, you could burn a copy. Or I'm just going to. Your, that's good. To, I'm actually loan yours buy it. to George, and then he can watch it. I and will find out I will. that Donnie dies in the end, and that this recurring dream. All that he right, that's out. great. Yeah, he will. Well, hang on, we see if the movie finally comes true, and then he dies. You know, I beg your pardon. I said, let me see. Well, everybody always dies in the end, don't they? In the end of the movies, they die. Although I got you two more uplifting movies there, because in uh, both Primal Fear, war. Primal Fear, he didn't die in the end, although he probably no. should have. Right. <laughs> and uh, what was the other one? Imaginary Heroes, nobody died. In fact, they all well, kind of like walked home with their arms around each the, other. And The guy that died, died right there at the beginning. Oh, that was the, well, the brother, yeah. But yeah. That, that, see, now that's not spoiling the movie, because you see no, that in the beginning. Well, he could have saved right. his brother there. His brother was really reaching out to him for like a little bit of help. and nah, uh, I don't think so, you know. Yeah, you suck. Because then there'd be like more for me do at it. the dinner table, stuff like that. Just do it. Go ahead, blow your brains out. You're a sack yeah. of crap. Although, quite frankly, I thought the brother looked a lot better than he did. But then what do I know about stuff like that? It sounds kind of yeah. to me. Yeah, a little bit. Five, six, seven, let's see. Oh, yeah, here's the story. No wonder I was talking about that poll about Americans being so dumb. Because here it is. Paul Craig Roberts in Counterpunch says, yeah, something most Americans... Do you know that uh, 10% of America can't read? Okay. Cannot I read. I would have thought it was higher than that, actually, but... 10%, 30 million Americans, at least. Now, they're, they're just, you know, that's a lowball figure. Not that it matters. The ones that can read don't read anything anyhow. And, of course, the ones that can't read, they have somebody dial the phone for them, and then they call us. You want to see? WQAM, hello. Yeah, who's your whipping boy now? Who's your whipping... WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Hang on, yes, sir. let me turn the radio down. Hey, uh, you know last week I snuck in a couple of fart sounds? Yeah. Could those be considered one speak sneaks? Yeah. That's all I got. Oh. Mm-hmm. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, can you play the first Howard David bit? The first Howard David bit? You mean... There you go, no problem. Two recent polls, an L.A. Times Bloomberg poll and a New York Times CBS. See, when we do these polls and they're closed and they have nothing to add, man, we just it's like taking away their lunch. It is. It's like sending your little kid to lunch with his lunch pail or his uh, brown paper bag like Barry Jackass takes to work and taking away their lunch. You open up your lunch pail and there ain't nothing in it. Oh, jeez, what are we going to do? You'll see. Here's Josh's favorite line, WQAM. Hello. QAM. Whisperer line. Nah, they're too, they're too stupid to even uh, turn the radio down. Two recent polls in L.A. Times poll and New York Times CBS poll indicate why Bush is getting away with impeachable offenses. Half the U.S. population is incapable of acquiring, processing, and understanding information. And isn't that what we're looking for is information? information. Mr. Uh, whatever, number six. Much of the problem is the media itself, which serves as disinformation agency for the Bush administration. Fox News and right-wing talk radio are the worst. But with propagandistic outlets setting the standards for truth and patriotism, all of the media is affected to some degree, which to which we say... Absolutely. 
Despite the media's failure, about half the population has managed to discern that the U.S. invasion of Iraq has not made them safer and that the Bush administration's assault on civil liberties is not a necessary component of the war on terror. The problem thus lies with the absence of due diligence on the part of the other half of the population. They didn't do their due diligence. I did a do this morning. Consider the New York Times slash CBS poll. 64% of the respondents have concerns about losing civil liberties as a result of anti-terrorism measures put in place by President Bush. Yet 53% approve of spying without obtaining court warrants in order to reduce the threat of terrorism. Why does America, any American think that spying without a warrant is any more effective in reducing the threat of terrorism than spying with a warrant? The Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, which Bush is disobeying, requires the executive to obtain from a secret panel of federal judges a warrant for spying on Americans. The purpose of the law is to prevent a president from spying for partisan political reasons. The law permits the president to spy first for 72 hours and then come to the court for permission after the fact. As the court meets in secret, spying without a warrant is no more effective in reducing the threat of terrorism than spying with a warrant. Instead of explaining this basic truth, the media has played along with the Bush administration and formulated the question as a trade-off between civil liberties and protection from terrorists. I'm going to tell you right now, one of the biggest media shills is, the, shills is that uh, Dana Bash, who? the one they got on CNN, that bitch with the real skinny face that looks like a shrunken head. Oh, I know. Man, I'd like to bash uh, that little uh, skinhead in. It looks like Ann Coulter a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Probably doing her. Ew. Anyway... Instead of explaining the basic truth, the media has played along with the Bush administration and formulated the question as a trade-off between civil liberties and protection from terrorists. This formulation is false and nonsensical. Why does the media enable the Bush administration to escape accountability for illegal behavior by putting false and misleading choices before the peoples? The L.A. Times Bloomberg poll has equally striking anomalies. Only 43% said they approved of Bush's performance as president, but a majority believe Bush's policies have made the U.S. more secure. Safety, safety, safety! It's extraordinary that anyone would think Americans are safer as a result of Bush invading two Muslim countries and constantly threatening two more with military attack. The invasions and threats have caused a dramatic swing in Muslim sentiment away from the U.S. Prior to Bush's invasion of Iraq, a large majority of Muslims had a favorable opinion of America, now only about 5% do. A number of U.S. commanders in Iraq and many Middle East experts have told the American public that the three-year-old war in Iraq is serving both to recruit and train terrorists for al-Qaeda, which has grown many times its former size. Moreover, however, the U.S. military has concluded that al-Qaeda has succeeded in having its members elected to the new Iraqi government. We've seen similar developments both in Egypt and Pakistan. In the recent Egyptian elections, the radical Muslim Brotherhood, despite being suppressed by the Egyptian government, won a large number of seats. In Pakistan, elements friendly or neutral to al-Qaeda control about half the government. In Iraq, Bush's invasion has replaced secular Sunnis with Islamist Shia allied with Iran. And now with the triumph of Hamas in the Palestinian election, we see the total failure of Bush's Middle Eastern policy. Bush has succeeded in displacing secular moderates from Middle Eastern governments and replacing them with Islamic extremists. It boggles the mind that this disastrous result could make Americans feel safer. What does it say for democracy that half the American population is unable to draw a rational conclusion from unambiguous facts? Americans share this disability with the Bush administration. According to news reports... The Bush administration is stunned by the election victory of radical Islamist Hamas Party, which swept the U.S. finance Fatah Party from office. Why is the Bush administration astonished? Because it stupidly believes that hundreds of millions of Muslims should be grateful that the U.S. has interfered in their internal affairs for 60 years, setting up colonies and puppet rulers to suppress their aspirations and to achieve instead purposes of the U.S. government. Americans need desperately to understand that 95% of all Muslim terrorists in the world were created in the past three years by the Bush's invasion of Iraq. Americans need desperately to comprehend that if Bush attacks Iran and Syria as he intends, terrorism will explode and American civil liberties will disappear in a 30-year war. About 30, man! That will bankrupt the U.S., eh?
the total lack of rationality and competence in the White House and, and the inability of half the U.S. population to acquire and understand information are far larger threats to Americans than terrorism. America has become a rogue nation, flying blind, guided only by ignorance and hubris. A terrible catastrophe awaits. And who do you think is going to win that Super Bowl on Sunday? This is Neil oh, Rogers. This is 562 AM. Hi, this is G. Gordon Liddy, and they don't come any worse than Neil Rogers. What a weak parent's head. Urinating in a taxi cab. Driver says they offer to pay. A couple hundred for the DNA. Wonder what they would do. If she fired off a number two. Crazy stories never end. She should do an ad for deep end. I gotta go. Oh, God, I. She was drinking at the club, headed out the door. When her bladder reached the limit, couldn't take her more. She had to train it. Taxi came and let fly, let fly. Eleven thirty-one. I would sound like she might have been doing a joist or two there. I don't know. A little bit. Five hundred five votes. You're not eating lunch now, are you? From Howie's? No, I would like to have some lunch from somewhere. Oh. We just don't know what. Sounded like you had your mouth full. No, five hundred and five but... votes. Who is the biggest a-hole in South Florida print media? Dan Labastian, three hundred fifty-nine votes. Greg Kotex, one forty-six. Yeah, but I don't see any more names being added on there, Uncle Neil. <laughs> Oh, man. These calls sure are. They're, they're like the corn in Deliverance. They sure are special, you know. Well, not that there, any, there ain't none on there right now, though. And I was thinking of like taking a whole run of them, you know, like about 100 in a row. Let me, let me just say this while we're waiting for them calls to build up. I don't know what you're chuckling about. You'll see. They're going to, like, uh, yeah, ring off the hook. 5670560, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. During each break, I can't stop thinking to myself, because I, I keep forgetting to say it. The reason that it's highly unlikely that anything significant will change in this operation, this make-believe radio station, this uh, corporate jungle. The reason that it's highly unlikely is because uh, the liars will continue to lie. The game players continue to play games. The hangers-on will continue hanging on by whispering certain uh, sweet nothings into the right ears. And, and, and that's not going to change. I hope I'm wrong, but I just... Because remember what tremendous enthusiasm and optimism I had there for a few days? Sure. And, all of well, that was all dispelled on Friday. And I was snapped back into reality, okay? I was reminded of where the hell I am and what it's all about here on All Joyce Radio. Here we go. Look at that. Look at those phones, man. These people are all, they've got lots of good suggestions for a poll today. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I didn't know if you know that today is uh, Cheney's birthday, so if you could play any Cheney bits. Today is Cheney's birthday? That's what they said. <laughs> yeah. I'll be damned. Okay. No Happy problem, birthday. Pally. Unhappy birthday, Dick. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, a couple things. Um, I had a patient, 96 years old, got her renewal driver's license in the mail, six years, she showed me. She oh, goes, wow. I'm half blind, you know? Yeah, right. And, you know, she won't drive at night, she just goes to the doctor. We've all driven right to, next to her or behind her on the uh, on the uh, highway, yeah. too. Yeah, but she thought it was crazy, too. Um, a couple weeks ago, was your blood sugar 325? In the middle of the show, yeah, after uh, whatever for whatever reason, whatever you? I ate. Huh? Oh, that, that, that was after John Jarrah sent me that candy bar, that candy, yeah. I remember. So that's no, my blood sugar this morning was 114. Is that okay. real bad? And 
another thing. You're right. This whole nation is like sleepwalking towards like a cliff. And it's, yeah, I know what you're talking about because people are in denial constantly. I got a friend of my neighbor. He says like, he doesn't care what the government does. Yeah. You know, he's like, as long as, you know, they're going to, you know, get the terrorists. And I'm thinking, my neighbor wouldn't, I was looking at him and I'm thinking, he wouldn't mind if they threw me in jail or some yeah. concentration. Well, well, let me ask you, how, are we doing a good job of getting those terrorists or what? How's Osama doing? Oh, Al Zarqawi right. and Al yeah. Frank and all the other Al's. Like they're just, they're willing Al to give away everything. Uh, we, you know, our rights, our, our freedom. For what? A lie? Yeah. Okay. So we so we can butcher a lot of our own people and their people too, yeah. oh, and so they can so they can spend two thirds of the day with no electricity over there too. Those poor schleppers. Right. And his kids go to college and they won't go in the army. That's okay. All I good, can luck, say. good luck to you, Pally. Good luck to all of us. Gang of fourteen to stop Democrats' attempt to filibuster Alito votes. Good. Now, Senator Patrick Leahy, the top Democrat on the Judiciary Committee, this morning revealed that he will be voting to continue this filibuster. He joined some other prominent Democrats like Hillary Clinton, Harry Reid, who came out Friday and said they would also be supporting the kennedy Kerry filibuster. But Reid himself, the Democratic leader, saying there are not enough votes to keep it going. This is basically the Democrats just going through the motions, a symbolic uh, move at this point. Yeah, there you go. That's what Democrats are famous for last uh, several years now, going through yeah. the motions, just like right. the election. Oh, let's go through the motions, okay? And then, of course, they're going to fix it, and they got all the diebold machine machines in there, man. they got their good machines. And then we'll just go through the motions, and after that, we'll just roll over and play dead, like Al Gore and John Kerry. Lockbox. Uh-oh, all miners now rescued from that Canada potash mine, or is that potash? Potash mine. I don't know. Yeah, that's where they're mining pot. And it really? was a very strange... Uh, oh, there's uh, Melissa Sung from the CBC. Hours. What's that on her taken list? out just about an hour ago. Uh, they were capped since about 3 a.m. Sunday Both. morning Churchies. when a fire broke out in the potash mine that they were working in. Um, the, the good thing about that was... We don't care. We're sick and tired of these. They just make this stuff up. You know, they, they had such a big hit on that first mining story that now all they just keep making this stuff up. What are the odds that we don't hear any mine disasters for, like, years, and then all of a sudden, like, within a matter of days, we've got all these. They're, they're probably, like, uh, shoving them down in there. They're probably kidnapping bastards off the street and shoving them in a the coal mine. Shanghai. you think? Shanghai in them. Yeah. Hussein angrily walks out on new judge. Oh! Good old Sodom. He's, he tried to kill my dad. Saddam Hussein stormed out of the courtroom at his war crime trial yesterday after a new chief judge had his half-brother forcibly removed from the proceedings by four guards. You have got to see that. Uh, oh, when, when they, keep it on CNN, because if they show that footage again, you'll fall off the chair. I was speaking of falling off the chair, so I'm at uh, the casino yesterday in Niagara Falls. Bad start. And my friend, who's not, he plays blackjack. But anyway, he's uh, talking into playing a machine next to where I was playing. And he puts in 80 bucks, he gets a couple of spins, and then he got, he got the spin for 1000 bucks. Well, he got so excited because I can hear the audio on a Wheel of Fortune thing, and it gets about three or four spaces away, and it goes, ah, like that. You know, you know you're going to hit it. And I said, you got it. And he leaned back in the chair, and the chair went flying over, and he went to flying over. It was hysterical. It's a damn good thing he didn't get the 20 grand. You had to be there to see it. It was a visual thing. The trial's new chief judge, Raouf Rashid, and of course, if Josh got the thousand bucks on the wheel, he'd probably like uh, go spastic. He just uh, you know, probably do a one, two, and three in his pants. The trial's new chief judge, Raouf Rashid Abdel Rahman Schwartz, wielded a heavy-handed trying to establish order in the courtroom, resulting in the expulsion of one defendant, Barzan Hassan, and defense attorney. The expulsion prompted other members of the defense team to walk out, followed by Hussein and two other defendants. The walkouts prompted a recess, and when the trial resumed, the court had appointed six new defense attorneys. Bada-beep, bada-boop, bada-boop. Just, just a circus, you know. 
kind of like what goes on at QM every day. It's just a three-ring circus without the amusement. So did you find out who gave my email address to Fatboy yet? No, and we're not going to find out until we talk to Fatboy, I think. Well, what do you mean until you talk to Fatboy? And even then. Look, nobody's yeah. going to admit to that. I got news for you. If I had a list of ten people, if I could make a list of the last ten people in the world I wanted to have that email address, he would be right at or near the top of the list. Leave me alone, fat boy. Get out of my life. I don't want nothing to do with you or your boyfriend, Crazy Dave, or any of your other, uh, you know, Ojean Provocative. See, that's another thing that's going on. They think that they're going to make some changes in there, but they got real Schmidt disturbers. Like I said, the people that play games are continuing to play their games, and uh, Nero is fiddling. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's one thing that you have a guy come in who's a good guy, who seems like a really good guy, but the fact of the matter is he hasn't got a clue what's been going on there. And it's your job. You're falling down on the job, mister. You're the one that's supposed to be cluing him in on, uh, on the history of all this stuff. Who's on first? What's on second? Huh? Bud Abbott, Lou Costello? You're the one that's supposed to be cluing him in. And what are you doing about it? Nothing. He would stop, like, directing me to get all whipped up into a frenzy about this crap. <laughs> That's yeah, right. that's another popular rumor about the building. But I get uh, pissed off about stuff because George, uh, you know, tells me in such a way. Yeah, right. Yeah. If, right. If they Your would mama. Have the chance to Your mama. That's you my comment about that, Clarence. Go along and, with it. Uh, and how come I thought we were getting a new sales manager in there too? I realize it's only a short period of time, but let's go. And then this morning they bring in another new salesperson in there, like to see the studio. My God, how many new salespeople do we have every week there? None of them are selling anything, but we. And, and how about that piece of copy that I bitched to Clarence? Did he take care of that, or was he too busy uh, aggravating me again this morning? Anybody do anything about that? No. That teeny tiny print that looks like a, a bedtime story. I've never seen anything like that in my life, Troy. See, you you you, you can't you can't make. I know this comes as a great surprise. You can't take dog poop and turn it into like Chateaubriand. You can't do it. You can't take chicken droppings and turn it into like chicken salad. You can't do it. And so the idea that by saying anything or by screaming or hollering or doing anything, it, it's going to change any of these people, not going to happen. Not this week, not a week from circus, it ain't never going to happen. The incompetent will continue to be incompetent. The people that don't want to do their job or incapable or, or both, they're not going to do it. And so there are a lot of people that are talking a really good game now. But a beep, but a boop, but a bop, and yeah, right. And the only thing that's being changed is underwear and, and uh, many times a day here on, Pirate, on, on Joyce Pirate Radio. Not a good good name for us, Joyce Pirate Radio. Or just Joyce Radio, all Joyce Radio. Yeah, all Joyce all the time, and Joyce you. You don't like it? Joyce you. Who is the biggest a-hole in South Florida print media? We got 520 votes. See, far lower than what we normally have if we had a whole bunch of choices on there, and they thought, wow, this is really a neat poll. This is a neat poll. That's a problem. But the problem is that most of them don't, don't get it. Dan the bastards, huh? And, of course, the problem is 95% of them don't never heard either one of these people. Like me. Sun is shining. Man, it's going to be like 46, almost 50 today. It's the 30th of January. What is it? About 30, man. Not that I'm complaining, mind you. I'm ecstatic. 372 votes for Dan LeBastard as the biggest South Florida print media a-hole, and 148 for Greg Kotex. Don't forget, tomorrow starts that big poll on Aaron Herald on that Greg Kotex blog. Another one? The, the, the finalists, oh, the best talk show, and I think the way he's got it narrowed down, is going to be the best talk show host will it be Dan LeBastard or Joe Rose, and the worst will it be Hank Goldberg or uh, Orlando Alvarez. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Dick Cheney, he 
had angioplasty, had a heart attack, paddle whack, got him a full stone. Next time he's not coming home. Hey, kids, did you like that? But let's do another one, this time with the president. This nitwit, his name's Bush. He's a hemorrhoid in the tush. He picked a guy who would die so he'd be alone. There's nothing in his empty dome. And now, another tale from the cell phone of Dick Cheney. Today, Dick dials celebrity biographer Kitty Kelly. Okay, so he's a crook and a liar and making millions of dollars off of everybody's misery and a grumpy old man. But what's wrong with being a grumpy old man and making a lot of money? That's what I say. Well, as long as you're not destroying America in the process. A Royal Caribbean cruise employee was arrested and charged with attempting to rape a passenger during a week-long cruise. What do I keep trying to tell you people? Do not begin on them cruise ships. You're going to be really sorry, but nevertheless. Henry Macedo Forbes, 34, was arrested Saturday when the Legend of the Seas docked in the port of Tampa, according to the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Orifice. Forbes met the 22-year-old passenger in a bar on the ship Tuesday, offered to take her on a tour, a police report said. 
He allegedly pulled a woman into a dark room, attempted to rape her. She was able to escape. She wasn't raped, did it? Forbes was charged with false imprisonment and sexual battery and was being held without bond. He didn't have an attorney yet who could comment. Company officials are waiting on the outcome of the police investigation. Uh, before disciplining Forbes, said Miami-based Royal Caribbean spokesman Michael Sheehan. Oh, Miami-based Royal Caribbean uh, cruise line. You know, that's the uh, guy that disappeared over there in, uh, on the ship on his honeymoon? Yeah. What about it? And I'm just uh, just a whole series of these things. I mean, people go on there and they get raped at it or they uh, get sicker in hell or they, like, disappear altogether. But, you know, have a good time. Mm-hmm. And that gambling, man, you haven't got a Chinaman's chance in purgatory, but nevertheless. And that food, oh, man. Here's a fax from a guy ripping the Georgian ass, doesn't know what this guy's talking about. Although maybe he's got a good point. It says, the message is actually for George. If I recall correctly, that's the operative part of this fax. A few months back, a caller called George to recommend him Donnie Darko, and he just totally blew the caller off by saying it was a pseudo-movie. He made an opinion without actually even watching the movie, and now he's all interested in watching it. I like George and agree with most of the stuff he says, but I think he should put his foot in his mouth on this one. He sounds like a total hypocrite. Anyway, much love to all you guys. I love the show, says Sam. In other words, yeah. I love you guys, but yeah. you made a mistake. I think this is from Mike Rosenthal. You made a mistake. Right. I've only ever heard good things about the movie. Thus, my retort there on the facts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, George wrote on here, Sam doesn't recall correctly. It did not happen. I don't make opinions about movies I haven't seen, unless, of course, Colin Farrell or Robert Downey Jr. are in it. So clean your ears out, Sam. Get rid of that waxy buildup. Who's probably listening to Dan LaBastard? He's the one. In the afternoon. Listen to Danny Boy and getting that bad waxy buildup. Get the wax out, baby. Get some of them Q-tips. And while you're at it, stick one in your... It can't hurt. Yeah, yeah, it can't hurt if you do it wrong. And go joist yourself. Speaking of Dick Cheney, this is a good time. Good good, uh, lucky segue here. Because it just happened to be next to my big fat pile. Nothing like having a big fat pile, you know what? Well... 2005 was the best year in Halliburton's history. Let's hear it for Dick Cheney and his good buddies at Halliburton, man, who are making billions off of your uh, people dying and suffering and, and slinging out those crap meals that they're ser- uh, feeding the servicemen. Oil, oil field services conglomerate Halliburton Company uh, last Thursday said 2005 was the company's best year in its 86-year history, a year anchored by a profitable fourth quarter of strong sales and increased rig activity. Sounds like the American elections, rig. <laughs> The income reversed the loss from a year earlier. Quarterly profit rose to $1.1 billion, or $2.08 a share, including one-time tax gain of $540 million, or $1.02 a share. The results widely beat Wall Street's projections, but a beat, but a boop, but a bop. Halliburton announced earnings after the market closed. Well, how do you like that? Halliburton making record profits. The oil company is making record profits. Thank you, Mr. President, for those low gas prices and $68 in oil, uh, barrel oil now. And like they said, if... If Iran gets PO'd, we could have a hundred dollar a uh, oil a barrel oil. However that goes, right? Oh yeah. So how about five bucks five. a gallon? If three fifty sounds good, how about five bucks? Sure how about ten that. bucks? How about, about 30, thirty bucks a gallon? Sounds like a nice round number. Just to keep those damn fat Saudis uh, fat and satisfied with their, uh, their expensive wine and their big fancy uh, stogies. You know what they can do with that stogie, don't you? Recto. Yeah. Band our bush my ass. Well, what a joke. What a disgrace. And the media, they present this like, oh, well, the king puts him on. king will put anybody on if he kiss his ass and snap mm-hmm. his suspender in his bag yeah. a little bit. God. Can you imagine? His tongue must be just... Oh, ma- oh brother. The calluses. X-rated. 
If he ever opens his mouth, I'll never let you see his tongue on here because it's just, it's just, oh, man, <laughs> obscene. From too much licky, 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 Larry, you idiot. Uh-huh. Imagine the creepy crawlies on there. No, my goodness. Cindy Sheehan threatens to run against Diane Feinstein. Caracas, Venezuela. See, and now, of course, you know, certain elements are going to be saying, Camonista, Camonista, you know yeah, those yeah. elements, don't you? Yeah. I think you're related to some of them. Mm-hmm. Caracas. What a horrible place, by the way. Did not go there. Totally. Whatever happened to our buddy little Joey? I don't I know. I think he's doing a show at Gilbert's house now, isn't he? Must be. Well, old Joey, you put him on the air, but you won't put me on the air. You're not going to play that crap with me. Yeah. You're not going to pull that crap with me. I'll go to, I'll go to Greg Weed. According to a press release issued Friday, Cindy Sheehan has decided to run against California Senator Dianne Feinstein if Feinstein does not filibuster the Sam Alito nomination. Well, let's take a look. What's that thing with Phoenix they're showing? Us? And that breaks the all-time weather. Uh... Oh, all-time weather. Uh, yeah, 73 degrees in Phoenix. Whoopie-doo. Global warming, okay? Sun, it looks like the middle of uh, spring here right now. The sun is shining. There's not a cloud in the sky. And the temperature... It's 45 already. They're saying 46, but it's not even noon yet. Probably going to be 50 today. How do you like that? No snow, no winter time, to which I say right. I'll be dead anyway by the time that all the, uh, you know, everything is underwater. God's going to unleash another great flood. Yeah, we'll have some Getschkes around that can write about how God unleashed another flood on mankind. According to a press release, I just got through reading that, she had made the announcement from Venezuela where she's attending the World Social Forum. In fact, there's a picture on there about her uh, shaking hands with the Hugo Chavez. Oh, my God. Just like the picture of Rumsfeld shaking hands with Sodom. She and his quoted to have said, I'm appalled that Diane Feinstein wouldn't recognize how dangerous Alito's nomination is to upholding the values of our Constitution and restricting the usurpation of presidential powers for which I already paid the ultimate price. Wasn't that what uh, Paris Hilton was doing in that car, usurpian? Oh, Sheehan became well-known in crowd, but I mean, but she returns today to the U.S. She'll travel to Washington, D.C. tomorrow to participate in an alternative State of the Union event to protest. You go, Cindy. Don't take any of your wooden nickels, man. Just uh, keep uh, banging away. Just like in Fahrenheit 9-11. At first, that Michigan mother with that military mother and everybody in the family uh-huh. was in the military, remember? And she was so right. proud and so against the protesters, they made her sick. And then all of a sudden, we come to find out her son got killed over there in Iraq mm-hmm. for no reason at all. Now, all of a sudden, she's a born-again uh, war protester. Right. Like born-again. Like, you know, better late than never, but a little bit too late for her son that they were so proud to send over there to be butchered for no good reason at all. This show they had on A&E last night, two-hour special on the um, World Trade Center. On the 9-11 attacks? Yeah. And even though, like I said, I didn't learn anything new, but just to watch it, it gets you so pissed off and so angry. And then you yeah. realize that we've spent these trillions of dollars in between in the last, uh, what is it, it's uh, three and a half years now? Yeah. Or is it four and a half years? Well, whatever the hell it is. Too long. And in the meantime, have we got any of these? No. You know, I mean, wouldn't you be all this crap about we're really pissed off and it was Bush standing up in the rubble with the firemen and he had the flag and uh, they're going to know who we are and blah, 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 and they're going to you know. No. And we haven't got any of them. Haven't got any of them. They're all going to laugh at you. Yeah. And in the meantime, what we did is uh, set them up a nice camp there in Iraq so they can, like, recruit from all over the Middle East. And they got, like that article I read said, eight, eight zillion terrorists now. Sure. We'll set up a nice right. training ground for them. We're doing what they said we'd do. Yeah. Car- the Carlisle Foundation, my ass, man. The Bushes and the Bin Ladens, the two most evil. Those are the evildoers right there. Forget about Iran and Iraq and even North Korea. Forget about all this other crap and Syria and etc. And Hamas and Hamas. 
The Bushes and the Bin Ladens, those are the real evildoers. 553 votes. We haven't even got a, ch a chance at 1,000 today. And you know something? It ought to be automatic because they don't have to think a lot about it. Just click one of them, right? Right. Just, hmm. just give it a click, man. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. This is Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. In that power company, you put the futility in utility. Florida, paradise, and life. There isn't a hurricane that blows as much as you. When a storm threatens, we can count on you to turn our power off long before it gets here. Leaving the rest of us to marvel at the blue glow of exploding transformers. Providing us a historical perspective of 1957 technology. And in the moist heat of tropical darkness, the weakening batteries in our radios broadcast your latest press release for South Florida. That says your trucks and crews are ready to roll from the Alabama state border. And the question in everyone's mind is, huh? So as we search for the appropriate answer to how many FPL emergency crews does it take to change a light bulb, Florida Paradise in Light, this bird's for you. Power company, I'm sorry, it's Joyce Hole. I'm sorry. 12.02. Man, how long is this story? Jeez, I'm so sorry. I apologize to myself for printing this thing out. I printed it out first, and the type-on thing was so small. It was even smaller than a piece of copy that uh, Troy came up with yeah. and that the agency gave us, that you need a magnifying glass to read it. Of course, it's from the Herald, so what do you expect? So I had to, like, uh, print it again. FPNL's power strategy has consumers wary, it says. <laughs> are you yeah. wary? Yeah, but what are you going to do about it? Just, you know, lay back and think about it. Light a candle. Right. Just like they used to say on the Christopher's, man, if everybody would light just one little candle, what a difference it would make. We light one in the bathroom every now and again. Do you? Incense? I am incensed. Just uh, light a whole bunch of them in there, cover up that aroma. Put yeah, you in yeah. a coma because a lot of people are rejoicing in there. Here are three small facts about your power company that most customers haven't even thought about. One... Florida Power Light hasn't asked for an increase in its basic rate since 85. Two, it still enjoys a healthy profit 20% higher than what most electric companies are allowed, according to one major study. And three, uno dos tres, it manages this balancing act primarily by keeping costs down. Its operations and maintenance costs are 42% below the industry average, its website boasts. Low prices and low costs generally make consumers happy, but... But now, after five major hurricanes hit FPL's operating area in a 15-month stretch, leaving many in the dark for days or weeks, customers are starting to wonder if there's something wrong with this picture. What's wrong with this picture, baby? They're one of the smartest operating utilities in the country, said Bob Williamson, a Miami Shores businessman whose home was dark 18 days after Wilma. They helped their stock price. Their shareholders are happy. Their executives are well compensated. I don't blame FPNL. I blame the Public Service Commission for not regulating this monopoly. He says the people who get nailed are their customers, and he is absolutely, absolutely correct, sir. Legislators, mayors, consumer advocates, and many angry customers are all taking a new look at South Florida's 80-year-old power company. They want to know how it's been performing, especially whether it's been scrimping. Simp? Scrimping. Whether it's been simping on maintenance, causing unnecessary outages after storms hit. Utilities executives say that they've done a good job. They point to a study, but a beep, but a boop, but a bop. Some veteran FPL workers dispute how well the system's been maintained. Dick Gagnon, a frog. 
A lineman who retired in Broward last year after 38 years of service for Florida Plunder and Loot says FPL once had regular programs that replaced worn-out equipment. Then in the early 90s, it switched, tending not to replace transformers, poles, and such until they broke down. Kind of like our engineering department, it sounds like to me. What do you mean? The maintenance program is very weak. He says if he calls phoning in reports of bad poles only to be ignored, don't worry, we got a storm coming, he says the supervisor told him. It'll take care of it. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Yeah, the storm will blow those babies down, and, of course, all the customers will be without power, but at least then uh, we can start from scratch. I guarantee you 50% of the poles fell during Wilma because they were rotten, Gagnon says. It's sad. I feel sorry for the pubic. This is a guy that worked for Florida Plunder and Loot for 38 years. He knows what's going on. Right, now that he's out. FBL Vice President Geisha Williams, their very own Geisha girl in charge of the company's distribution system, says that's unacceptable for any supervisor to let a storm take care of maintenance and blow the uh, poles down. She says new technology, infrared cameras checking for weak spots in lines, have made it cheaper and easier to do maintenance without spending a lot of money. Still, some critics, including consumer advocate Mike Torney, have wondered whether FPL lets bad equipment fall during a fail during hurricanes because that's the way. Remember that song by Casey? That's sure. the way FPL uh-huh. likes it, yeah. That's the way replacement will be paid out of storm fund surcharges granted by state regulators rather than out of its own operating expenses, which would eat into its profits and piss off their stockholders. That's what all you people are doing. You're making the FPL shareholders happy. Remember that one jackass that called back during the hurricane thing? Uh-huh. Oh, he was real happy because he's got a lot of FPL stock. Well, good right. for you. I hope they go bill. belly up. There you go, there's old GC. You fairy. 572 votes is all we got in that poll. I'm, I'm just uh, amazed. Just amazed at this crowd, man. You know something? We enjoy it. If they don't like it, your mama. We enjoy it today. This, this one's for us. How's that the CD coming, by the way? That best of that 30th anniversary it's CD fine. that I don't want anything to do with? And right. I'm not coming down there and doing any appearance in spite of your sales manager or her. Yeah, and let me also say this, since I'm letting it all hang out here today. Was I the one that said that the Beasleys were going to front the ten grand to, for the print the CD? Was that my idea? No. No. Was I the one that said we're going to go and hit on customers to uh, clients to try to get that ten no. grand back because the Beasleys are too cheap to pay it out of their own no. uh, big ass pocket? No. No, I wasn't the one that said that. But that's the way it is. That's the way they like it. So if anybody down there is is deluding themselves into believing that I'm going to come down and do another one of those stupid appearances and sign those silly ass autograph cards, everybody who listened to the show has got a whole bunch of those. At least 30 of those signed. Get a life, uh, get real, uh, get lost, uh, maricone, uh, get joist, whatever I wrote on there, okay? We'll, we'll make up some rubber stamps and then Gilbert can autograph. Them. Yeah, there, there you go. Gilbert. <laughs> Gilbert and Widow Joey can go and they can, they can have their own remote. And we don't watch the show. And then we can get the guy with a fanny pack and the guy with the eyes. All these uh, misfits. I was I was thinking over the weekend because I was at the casino in Niagara and I was thinking about the guy with a fanny pack and the fact that when they first opened up the Mac Arena there, I'm going to a hockey game and here's here's one of these groupy chronic calling misfits, and he's got he's got a, a piece on him which nobody's supposed to know it and they didn't know it either which I think is why I got canned. He's in there playing so he got hired a security guard in Mac Arena and he's got a gun. Now, who the hell is that on uh, the bat line? Is that, is that a prank know. call? Or is that like a, huh? I just put it on hold. You can answer it if you want. It's probably a fax. Oh, I see. Fax line, QAM, hello. Yo, what's up, guys? It's Roly. Roly? Yes, sir. What are you calling uh, in the middle of the show, Roly? Are you out doing something? Uh, yes, sir. I'm sorry. I'm over here in Plans University. Just calling to let you know I'm here, ready to give out those tickets. You got one tickets? Uh, I have a Panther tickets. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> Man, let's hear it. I think I'm going to jump out the window right now. You got what? I have Panther tickets, sir. Florida Panther tickets. Well, how are we supposed to know about that, Rolly? Was somebody supposed to give us a liner, a, a heads up, a heads down, a heads in the no, like in train spotting? This, oh, is the heads up? Yeah. this is the notice right here. <laughs> What's the point talking about it until he's there? Now he is. Now that's true. I mean, if we had talked about it earlier, people have been peeled. Where are you now? I'm on the corner of Pines and University. Pines and University. The QAM van is there. Roll, Rolly Poli is there. I bet he has Hooters. Got, now, what game is this for? Tonight's game against the Make Believes? Yes, sir, against the, the Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs. Yes, sir. Who have lost eight consecutive games and couldn't win a fixed game. They're really pissing me off. Okay, well, uh, we'll get some people out there for you, Rolly, or not, as the case may be. Have a good time. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I rest my case. See what I mean? Joe Bell, good guy, very impressed, friendly, very interested in what's going on. But you know something? Where there's no sense, there's no feeling, and that's this company. That's this place. Like I said, the slackers will continue slacking it, the liars will continue lying, and the game players will continue playing their games. And the incompetent salespeople will continue to be, what word are we looking for in there? Incompetent. I mean, that, that right there, that is just, this is Rolly. Yeah. I'm not blaming him. I mean, he's just uh, calling in because he's, uh, I don't know, giving us an update. Because <laughs> he's probably wondering why nobody... So, I, I, I should have asked him what time he got there. He probably got there at 11. Something else says. Yeah. Rolly's a moron. <laughs> he's supposed no. to call me when he got there so I can send you the liner. Why is that? Why couldn't you have sent us the liner earlier today and be said he's going to be there from like noon to, to two? Determined. I beg your pardon? Because his arrival was to be determined. Yeah. Words, we didn't know when, when he was going to be there. Right. Yeah. Well, you guys sure got your act together, I'll tell you that, yeah, man. You're doing me. a heck of a job, Brownie. Absolutely. Um, you're really doing it. And by the way, uh, while you're in there, now, since, you, since George tells me that you're about the only person in the place that doesn't lie like crazy, and I would agree with that, even when it hurts. Oh, boy. Uh, no, no, seriously. Whose idea was it that I was supposed to come down there and uh, show up with some appearance to try to suck the uh, ten grand back for the Beasleys that they're putting up for the CD that I want no part of this Best of Neil thing? Whose idea was that? That I really couldn't tell you. I don't know. Well, your program director told me this morning came up at a promotion meeting. Now, how can they have a promotion meeting without the promotion director in there? Well, because it's also a programming meeting. I beg your pardon? It's also a programming meeting. Well, okay. It's so let me ask you this: If you're if you're in the programming meeting, also, then let me ask you: Who's going to be doing two to four after we get through with this revolving door? Who's going to be doing that? Um, I'm up for the gig. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing: We get that Julio audience in there, we could probably get a 15 share in there. Miguel, two to four. Absolutely. Sure, beat what we're doing right now. I'll tell you. I, I don't understand what we're doing now. I mean, you know, would you think there was like an emergency to shove Mo out the door? He was kind of like. Do, 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 fun, do, do, do. You know? What was, the, what was the big emergency? Well, maybe he there? told them to or get off the pot. No, I don't think that happened at all. I think it was uh, he was he was just trying to find out is he going to be extended, which is he going to be extended? Oh, 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 oh my God! Or uh, extended out the door? I really don't know. Oh, look at that! Look for the QM van right now. Who is <laughs> parking lot on Pines and University? Now that we know he's there. Stop by to pick up a pair of tickets to tonight's Panthers Make Believe's game at the Bank Atlanta Center. There'll be lots of empty seats, baby. Lots of empty seats. You can pick your own seat. Sit wherever you want. So we got tickets for you. Yeah. Any interest? No. Leafs couldn't win a fixed game. Come on, Panthers will probably kick their ass. Although Brian McCabe's coming back tonight. Will that make a difference? No. no like I said. 
Okay, well, nice job there, Miguel, and uh, Roly-Poly and Roly-Fingers and Roland Stedham. Who I can see why Roland Stedham got out of town. Anybody else, get a chance, get out of that place. Save your life. Save your brain. 582. So who do you vote for on the poll before you get out of there, Miguel? Is he gone? He, he doesn't even know who's up. Dan LeBastard or Greg Kotex, the biggest uh, sports print a-hole in South Florida? Oh, LeBastard. Okay. Another vote for Dan LeBastard. He's kicking ass, man. He's got it by about a 3 to 1, 410 to 172, almost 600 votes. And these people are saying, what kind of a poll is this? Oh, I'm going to give you a heads up on tomorrow's poll right now. Give them something to sink their teeth into, literally. Another old one I'm bringing back. Why well, you got to bring them back? Why not? Well, I looked at some of the ones Sean's got here. And, hey, Sean, you're great. Thanks. Keep them coming, but oh, some boy. of them suck. What? No, I mean, you can't be uh, picky with the poll. What was there. the... What was the best South Florida restaurant to close in the last 20 years? Uh, and Eric has set it up now that I can actually go back in there and, and get the original the, right. the poll. You, you go see back that? in time, yeah. Wow, nice going, Eric. You the man, baby. And he also helped me on the phone on Friday get this uh, printer all straightened up. And he's uh, great. Good old Eric. You keep picking on him and ripping him ass, call him a fat slob. That's bad. That's right. Talking about the burritos. What was the best South Florida restaurant to close in the last 20 years? Do you want to hear the original list? After we do the break, I'll tell you what's on there. I'm sure a lot of people are mad. Because this isn't going to be one of those with only two on it. Was it Burton Jacks or Wolfie's? <laughs> I know what Mr. Ego would say. Burt and Jacks and that peppercorn sauce. And that Parmesan cheese, man. I was out of this world. You know that Parmesan cheese? Mr. Freebie. 1214. Of course, when you adopt 75 kids, you got to get a lot of free meals. With lightning quick speeds, the latest features in security, Comcast high-speed Internet leaves DSL in the dust. And today you can get on board for only $9.95 a month for three months. With an always-on connection speed of 6 megabytes, Comcast high-speed Internet is up to four times faster than DSL 1.5 and up to 100 times faster than dial-up. Whether you're downloading music, watching streaming videos, playing online games, or just surfing your favorite sites, Comcast reliable fast connection means you'll be flying through the Internet. Plus, when you sign up for Comcast High-Speed Internet, you get instant access to free features. Free features like the Fan Video Mail, Comcast Rhapsody Radio Plus, and up to seven personal email accounts, just to name a few. Not only that, but you also get McAfee security tools included, so you can be assured that your Internet experience is always safe and secure. So what are you waiting for? Start doing more faster than ever. Sign up for Comcast High-Speed Internet today, only $9.95 a month for three months. You'll wonder how you ever managed to get along without it. Call them in Broward, 954-COMCAST. Or in date, 305 Comcast. Call for details. Certain restrictions apply. Again, in date, it's 305 Comcast. And in 954 Comcast. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 Oh. Let's abuse some more prisoners. Make them scream nice and loud. Get me some wires and a battery pack. I don't care if they ain't from my rack. Should be used, used, used to the torture. Cause they're just playing their game. In the past, it had to be worse with Saddam Hussein. One step closer to being a dad. Maddox and Baby Zahara now have his name. But is it the first step to Mr. and Mrs. Smith becoming Mr. and Mrs. Smith? How long will it take till we get a break? Give me a break. 
From the coverage of Brad and the mother to be. There are two new kids in Hollywood even before Brad and Angie have their baby. No other story. Getting real boring. I'm just bored today. I've heard enough of this pair. How about you? Angelina's kids, Maddox and Zahara's legal names are now officially Joey Taylor. I say that Hollywood is Brangelina Bill. A Los Angeles judge today granted the name change. Woohoo! It's a Brad and Angelina assault. But are Mr. and Mrs. Smith already living happily ever after? Day after day, their faces won't go away. And I know it's a tabloid fault. But we've got more for Angelina Dish. Brad's one-time bachelor padded Malibu is piled high with toys. Boy, that's the Jimmy Buffett. He sure is something, you know. I think he sure is Joyce. A heel. 20 past noon, yeah, he appeals to that uh, Yahoo Key West. Uh, I don't know what that's all about. That whole Keys thing. I don't get it. The, uh, get salt, it? the Salty Dogs. Oh, is that what they are, the Salty Dogs? Yeah. I see. All right. It's, uh, if you're drunk, it's good to sing along. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, uh, the poll for tomorrow, which uh, we're not doing yet. What was the best South Florida restaurant to close in the last 20 years? Now, I noticed on here we had La Tabernetta, and I put a question mark next to it. I'm crossing it off because I just went online and found out that La Tabernetta will reopen in 2006 on top of the ocean. All right. Um, and it shows a picture, an artist, uh, I guess, whatever this is. Construction set to begin August of 2005. So I'm assuming that this is going to happen. So I'm crossing that out. Although I don't know whether it's uh, Carolyn uh, and Chef Romano are still involved. Or not. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. So I'm crossing that out. What we got is Burton Jacks, Wolfie's, Pumpernick's. Oh, how about the Deli Den? Okay. Huh? Deli Den's long gone, right? As far as I know. They tried it again, and uh, no Deli Den. Pumpernick's, Corky's, North Miami Beach, The Studio, New York Steakhouse, Casa Vecchia, Hemingway's, Le Dome, Top of the Home, and Le Dome, and Deli Den. Am I missing any uh, real obvious ones? Last 20 years? No. What was that one where I slid off the toilet seat? Oh, man, I don't remember. Vinny's. All right. Vinny's in the Vinny's. Bronx? Oh, no, oh Vinny's on 441 there or wherever it is. I'm, I'm sure it's not there no more. I, maybe I'm wrong. You probably shut them down. Yeah, right. 5670560, I would like to. Pound, no, actually, the food was very good there, but that's a long time ago. Long ago. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yeah, how about hot now? Oh, yeah. That was really good. Hot and now my ass. That's what I heard. Yeah. Hot and now. How long was it? How many minutes was that place open? About 30, man. Yeah. Remember that? Don't exaggerate, I, yeah. I don't... I never... It was, it was close so fast, I never got a chance to uh, check it out. Well, it was a fast food restaurant. I know that. So what's <laughs> wrong with that? <laughs> In fact, don't you remember it was opened... It was opened as a vendetta, either right. by the Pepsi people or the Coke people. I'm not sure which one, yeah. because... It was supposed uh, to checkers or something. Yeah. The the other outfit that they were pissed off at had, had signed an exclusive contract with the other soda people. Mm-hmm. So they opened up their own uh, Hot and Now, and they were going to like put the, the other people out of business. And Hot and Now stayed open for about five minutes. They stayed open about as long as White Mountain ice cream. The difference being that White Mountain was very good. Uh, How is that uh, Stone Cold doing? they still stoned and cold? I still see their signs around. Yeah, Boy, they're around. That's, that's very dangerous stuff, man. It's really good, but it's dangerous. Really addictive. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yes, uh, how about Mitch's Steakhouse? What is it? Mitch's Steakhouse. Mrs. Collins Avenue. Collins Avenue in 
Um, Mitch's. Around, oh, Mitch's. Mitch's Steakhouse. Yes, okay, listen, put those Mitch's. teeth back in after lunch. He's saying, Mrs., uh, maybe he's got like a speech defect. You fairy. Mitch's Steakhouse on the beach. Okay, never heard of it. Did you? Oh, no. Wasn't that a sponsor once upon a time, Mitch's I Steakhouse? Know. I don't know. Yeah. Come on. You better get with it, man. And what was the other sponsor we had at on Sand? The one that sent us over all that free silverware. By the way, thanks again for the free silverware, all you people at... Um, it wasn't uh, a sponsor. Huh? It was Sir, something in Smith and Walensky. That's it. See, leave it to me. Leave it to the old, old daughter of the The head you did. What are you talking about? I got another plate. Smith and Walensky, my ass. Oh, you got some good plates? Good. Yeah, <laughs> the food was horrible, but the free silverware and plates were great. Thanks, guys. WQAM, hello. QAM. And back at you. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How about Monero? Is the place on Howard Beach Boulevard? Is closed? Yep. You've got to be kidding me. Where they had that great uh, blue cheese salad or whatever they used to call that. What do they call that? That gorgonzola salad? No idea. Oh, that was a good place. Okay, thanks, Pally. Monero's is closed. All I can say to that is, oh, oh my God. God. Can you believe it? I believe it. Get out of there. We better, how are we going to find out about these? I mean, that guy didn't sound like he would make it up. Some people, you can tell right off the bat. Monero's. Oh, brother. With an A or an O? It's got an A and an O. Oh. M-A-N-E-R. Well, you're asking me. It's like a Julio name. You are such a goy. God. Monero's. M-A-N-E-R-O. Apostrophe. Monero's. Monero's. Like that. You know how that sound can be spelled It's got an E. A. W-Q-A-M. Hello. Yes, I got a good one. I bet you do. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Clayton's. Clayton's? Clayton's on, uh, used to be on Sunrise many years ago. And what was the fish place, Neil, down on 79th and Leaner Coastal? What was that place called? I have no idea. Oh, God, it was famous. Man, it was as famous as Joe. I just can't think of the name. 79th Street and what? And the Causeway? And the, uh, uh Intercoastal. Beats the crap out of me. Do you remember Creighton's deal? No, I never heard of it. The I remember Dave Creighton used to play for the Rochester Amherst. Yeah, Creighton's was... Uh... Yeah, but this is, was that 20 years ago or 100 years ago? No, it's about... I mean, we could start putting, like, the famous on there, too, but that's 100 years ago. We're not talking about ancient. Yeah, 20 years. Uh, about 20 years, man. About 20 years. But, uh... about but what's 20? the fish place? Uh, God darn it, what's that fish place? That was so... Everybody went down to Miami to go to that Crab fish Shack. Place. No, hell no. <laughs> no, this is right on the intercoastal. Right on the intercoastal. Somebody will know. Just relax, okay? Pop a pill or two, and we'll uh, get back to you. Okay, Neil. Good, okay. good hearing from you again, man. Keep uh, it working. I'll talk you again. Okay. Wow. Talk about emotional. See, this is the kind of this is something I can get excited about now, as opposed to that stupid ass vendetta poll you're doing. And look what the number of polls uh, we uh, votes we got six ten. See, we got seven ninety. We got six ten. We got everything except five sixty, and that's because the fix is in over there at the Herald. Anything they can do to hurt us. Isn't that what they once said? That's, That's right. what Joel Feinberg said. He said, That's right. the Herald and us will do anything we can to hurt you guys at QM, to wound you, to screw you over, to make your life a living hell. And I responded, the Beasleys are already doing a good job of that. We don't need no help. And Joe Bell said, uh, what's going on? Good guy, but boy, I feel sorry for him because he, he hasn't, maybe he's starting to get an inkling of what a cesspool he inherited there. Man. Uh-huh. Now, he told me, he said, uh, the only station I ever worked in where I have to bring, like, a, a, a oxygen mask into work every day because it's so, uh, it's such a cesspool, such a toilet. 
He said, I feel like I'm uh, acting in that movie Train Spotting. In the toilet. Oh, and I saw a little bit of a movie that was on cable last night by the same uh, director from Train Spotting. Uh, seven days after, like the, uh, oh man, about a bunch of wild monkeys with a disease. Oh, and... yeah, yeah. What? I uh, saw about two minutes of it and I shut it off. 28 days later or something That's like that? That's it. Yeah. No good? Uh, no. But it had three or four stars on there on the, uh, on the blurb. Could have been good, but, uh, it wasn't. It was not. No, uh, it could have been just as good as train spotting, but no toilet scenes right. in this one. So and it had some good like parts, it. but, uh, it didn't turn out to, uh, it had no good. Joyce scenes. No, I see. In fact, uh, that train spotting, too much joy floating around in the bowl for me. By the way. Yes? Oh, Roly, uh, Roly's out of tickets. So Get out of no here. No more Panther tickets. Rolling on he out just, of there. You mean he just talked to us like 22 minutes ago. He's already out of tickets? That's, that's a hot, hot ticket, man. Hot spot, man. You Get out of here. The make-believes. Oh, that's right. Maybe my, maybe it's because this this show we got. my. We love the make-believes. And the crowd will be saying, go, team, go. go. As long as I live, I'll never forget that dumb goy there in front of me. The Leafs game and the crowd is going, the Leaf fans, go Leafs go, which is probably the most, the best known cheer in all of sports history, okay? All of sports history, even better than da 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 that Notre Dame crap or whatever, that Michigan one, oh. Go Leafs go. How, what, how kind of a moron you have to be to be at a hockey game? And he turns and says, he says to his friend, I think they're saying, go team go. Oh, it's just that. No, seriously, that was the epitome of what South Florida is all about. Dumb goyim. That, that's South Florida. I rest my case. 29 past noon at QAM. That's the problem with you guys over there across the street at the ticket. Too many goyim working over there. You'd think Joel Feinberg would hire a few of his own, but no, all goyim. The Emerald Coast is Florida's number one Asian gourmet buffet, as uh, voted by Zagat Restaurant Review. And now every Friday through Sunday night, you can enjoy Lobster Fest featuring Maine Lobster Serve Thermidor style. And every night is Crab Fest with Alaskan Snow Crab Legs, Dungeness Crab, and Jonah Stone Crabs. The menu at the Emerald Coast still includes fresh oysters on a half shell and a sushi bar with over 30 delicious items. Looking right straight back in your eyes. The Emerald Coast also serves New York steaks, cooked juicy and delicious just the way you like them, and hand-carved prime rib as well. And on the weekends for dessert, leave room for the Emerald Coast big, fantastic, obscene 40-inch chocolate fountain where you can hand dip your own strawberries, marshmallows, all kinds of decadent treats. Just stick them right in there. And now through February 5th, be sure and come celebrate the Chinese New Year with the Emerald Coast, featuring roast duck, crispy chicken, sweet and sour fish, and roasted suckling pig every night. It's the year of the dog and the kitty cat, too. The Emerald Coast has three convenient locations to serve you there in Sunrise, Sunny Isles Beach, and Pembroke Pines. Reservations suggested. Call 954 572 3822. Come celebrate Chinese New Year or any other occasion at the Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Oh! This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil Gaughan. Gentlemen, let me brag a little bit about what California has accomplished over the last two years. Together with the help of the legislature and the people, we brought California bankruptcy. So today, I propose we should eliminate California's system of colleges and universities. There's a better way, a smarter way, a more fiscally responsible way to invest in our future. Drugs. I believe in a free market. I believe in free trade. So I call upon the federal government to permit drugs. I say, let the free market work. Now I want to close here tonight with a story about Senator Escudier. One day, I ran into her in this building here, and she told me about her bill to get sex 
And I said to her, I love this idea. It's great to find. Let's do it together. And we did. Ah, ah, ah. Very nice. So, ladies and gentlemen, the state of our state is sound. Thank you very much, and God bless all of you. Thank you. Tom 35. Don't forget you can get some tickets at the box office because uh, we don't have any more for you. Rolly's gone. Uh, at least that didn't take too long, did it? No, it didn't. Because we got the hockey maven man. We got the hockey man, the make-believe expert. <coughs> Five six seven oh five sixty, the best South Florida restaurant to close in the last twenty years. We've added Deli Den, Vinny's, and Creighton's to our already fine list. And I scratched out last Tabernacle because uh, whatever. I don't know if it's going to be the same. I look again. up that Monero's. I guess this is going to happen. I mean, here's an article. I find an article talking about how it closed, and here's another article advertising it in another location. Yeah. So I guess there's. I guess we can put on there Monero's Hallandale. Well, Monero's Hollywood is the one that closed. Monero's Hollywood, like I said. Isn't it amazing how everybody and their brothers got their own website? I couldn't believe when I looked up La Tabernetta and there's all kinds of crap on there. Okay, Monero's Hollywood. Closed it. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon and Singular Wireless Line. Bo for Mo at 2 to 4, because there ain't no Mo Mo. Uh, Mad Dog at Hooters to round 4 to 6.30. Panther preview at 6.30 tonight with Geldy and the Silly Red Deer Randy. And then the Panthers and the Make-Believes tonight. Can the Leafs win a game? No. Unlikely. At 7 o'clock, Eddie K follows the hockey game. And that's kind of ironic that the Leafs and Joe Bowen and Harry Neal are right there in uh, South Florida in Sunrise, and I'm here in Toronto. How's it going, eh? WQAM, hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. couple things for you, bud. Number one, uh, Delhi Den is still open. It's on uh, Sterling Road in Hollywood, just west of 95. Well, they must have reopened it because, uh, well, okay. I'll yeah, it's doing that. well, too. It's in a great neighborhood right by the temple. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Mike Gordon's is the one that guy said. Mike Gordon's, that's right. How can we forget the Gordon Fisherman? I don't know. He was pretty good. Yeah. And also the one I miss is Vito's in North Miami Beach. Vito's has gone right across from where the Unicorn used to be, too. Right across from Krispy Kreme. Right, you got it, man. The original Krispy Kreme, 163rd. Yep, that's correct. Thanks, Pally. And also, what's the the diner next to uh, Krispy Kreme? The the, uh, the Eggery? Ham and Eggery. Ham and Eggery, that's it. Thanks, pal. All right. Vito's. I bet you the unicorn is gone. They moved uh, to a different spot, and I bet you they're gone. Remember the unicorn? I do. I bet you remember lots of having another really well, because Carolyn Romano used to love me and bring me cook up. She used to cook fresh down in the kitchen at IOD and right. cook up a great storm for me, and she wouldn't give George nothing. Nothing, right. Hated you like poison. Apparently. Well, that's because uh, you're not Jewish. I see. Here's one for tomorrow's poll. It says, the English pub on Key Biscayne. Okay, let's put English pub. I'm, I'm making the poll up. Right. I keep saying these things like you're doing something, and you guys are probably waiting for lunch. I don't think we're getting any today. You're not getting any? What about lunch? Not that either. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. We just never got around to it. No. Well, too much pressure with Roley and Miguel all screwed up. And then, of course, we got the clearance issues. We can't get them out of that studio in the morning. I don't want to talk to you, Clarence. Have a nice day. It's not personal. You're a good guy. You're way drowning in a sea of incompetence, but you're a good guy. Get my checks on time. That's all I ask from you. I ask nothing. Nothing. I don't want to be involved in your programming decisions and any all your other machinations there. Your best of, your worst of. Uh, have a good time, okay? Go whisper in the uh, new manager's ear. I'm sure you already have. Bop, 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 bop. Go give him a good song to dance. Pretend you know something. Right. God. So Steve said about, let's see, Mike Gordon's seafood. P.S. 
An update on the Book of Daniel NBC Candle series. It says, unfortunately, due to many reasons, the Book of Daniel will no longer be aired on NBC on Friday nights. This is from the creator of the Book of Daniel, Jack Kenny. He says, I just want to say thank you to all you who supported the show. There were many wonderful, talented people who contributed to its success, and I do mean success. Whatever the outcome, I feel I accomplished what I set out to do. A solid family drama with lots of humor that honestly explored the lives of the Webster family. Good, flawed people who loved each other no matter what. And there was always a lot of what. I remain proud of our product, proud of my association with Sony, NBC Universal, and NBC, who took a chance on my project that spoke to them, and proud to have made an impact on so many of your lives. How do you like that? No more a book of Daniel. Too controversial, baby. Not far enough right wing, man. Even Stephen Harper wouldn't watch it. Speaking of fascists. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon and Singular Wireless line, man. Now we got something they can sink their teeth into, as opposed to the stupid poll ID you came up with. Yeah, I'm sorry I did that. Who's the biggest a-hole in South Florida print media? Six hundred and thirty-one votes. There are only two choices there. Why is that? I wonder. Dan LeBastard four forty-five and Greg Kotex one eighty-six. It's like uh, almost three to one that the LeBastard guys winning over there. And don't forget tomorrow's that big exciting blog poll there on uh, Greg Kotex and the Herald on his blog. He's going to have the, the best talk show ho in, uh, radio talk show ho in South Florida. Is it Dan LeBastard or uh, anybody else at 790? And the worst is it going to be Hank Goldberg or anybody else at QM. That's the way it's going to be worded, I believe. Isn't that it? I think I got it right. Okay. And who would you like to put a bullet through their gut, a fat boy or anybody else? <laughs> no, seriously. Now, have you found out, have you done your homework yet? Who, who no. gave him my email? And why, why is it he starting email here? Well, you know why. No, I don't know why. To why? touch the flesh, to wear the flesh. I don't want to oh, oh, when you said touch the flesh, I'm going on an instant <laughs> diet. I'll say one thing, big target. I'd say, uh, you know, he wants to skin you and, uh, and wear I don't want to like be anywhere suit. near that tub. But you know what that reminds me of? You. It reminds me of, uh, speaking of Joe Bowen, you know, that drop-in, that the little promo he does? Mm-hmm. And I remember that disgusting, obnoxious cow, Josh Friedman, that they sent over there. Uh, goes over to the arena. Oh, uh, Mr. Bowen, Neil Rogers thinks you're really great. And, uh, could I get you to do it? He already did this one, which is more than enough. And probably now Joe hates me like poison, although I doubt it. But, you know, how, you see, that's the thing about this radio station. The people that they send out to press the flesh with the public, as you just said it, it just, <laughs> I mean, would you send Josh Freeman out to represent you unless you wanted to piss somebody off? No comment. My God. Just the aroma from that rotting flesh. Piss them off? How about drive them off? Oh, my God. And as a matter of fact, he did the same thing to my good close friend, Ray, 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 Ray Whitney, speaking of hockey. Remember that? I do. Ray called me at home to apologize because you asked for me to, oh, no, I, uh, I followed him around, and uh, he started running the other way as soon as I mentioned your name. Oh, no, as soon as he smelled you, Josh Freeman, that's when Ray started going the other direction. Hey, stop interrupting Josh Cordes when he wants to say something, would you? So chance. No, I was just going to say, speaking of Josh Friedman, I got a report that, because you know he's on 790 now. Oh, sure. He had a match made in heaven, man. He was interviewing O.J., over the weekend. It's uh, it's their big deal, I guess. They're making a big oh. deal. 790's got OJ on. and You know something? I think they ought to put him on the air every day. They already tried that one time. Yeah, get him on the air every day. Then you won't have one sponsor. You won't have like five listeners except the groupies from who used to be at 2 a.m. Screw in and Greg and Sam. Well, you know what that is? That's desperation. Just like this thing with Greg Kotex. It smacks of real desperation. Maybe uh, maybe Joel Feinberg's daddy's going to cut off the funds to, you know, continue funding his uh, kid's hobby. I want to be a sports radio owner. I want to be a sports executive, you know. Kind of like Greg Reed was being financed by the Beasleys all that time. Oh, I forgot that's right. He's our consultant. 
1242 at 560 WQM. When you're shopping for shoes, where do you go? You go to Brandy Shoes in Pompano Beach if you have a half a brain. Because Brandy's has the most comfortable fit waiting for you and your favorite style of shoes at unbeatable prices. All the top names. And Brandy's carries a fantastic selection. So whatever style you pick out, you know it's on the shelf in your size, ready to slap on your fat feet. They got Rockport, Florsheim, Echo, New Balance, Mephisto, SAS, all the top names. And the professional shoe fitters at Brandy's will make sure you have a customized fit or your favorite comfort shoe. Just ask for Arnie. He'll take real good care of you. Brandy's even specialized in wide widths as well. Brandy's is worth a trip from just about anybody in town for comfort, style, fit, value, and selection. It's Brandy Shoes. Be sure and tell them that Berkeley sent you in. She's not with us anymore, but just mention her name for laughs. Brandy Shoes at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. Open daily Monday through Saturday till 9, Sundays till 5. And this week is another spectacular week to shop at Brandy's because men's and women's Sperry Topsiders are a great value at 10 to 20 bucks off the regular price. Only this week and only at Brandy's Shoes in prestigious Pompino Beach. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. On a lollipop, little boy? Hey, everybody, I'm brown and brown. Accountable for everybody, brown and brown. As a human being, I'm a big disappointment. But I got a brown nose, and I know where to point it. There was no rush to get them saved. They don't vote Republican anyway. I did everything I possibly can to show my support for the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, what a job I had as the rector of Fremont. When I ain't much more than a weaselly schemer and a clueless son of a bitch. Gets his gigs, brown nose in the ridge. Gets his gigs, brown nose in the ridge. New Orleans is wiped out and gone. But W said I did one heck of a job. And it sure pays off. To be a crony and another white face, Christian phony, the National Guard is down there now, with orders just to get the press out of town. Everybody go home, there's nothing to see. Everything here is pitchy pain. Oh, the hurricane gave us the big easy for neocon social engineering like a giant Republican squeegee. Jesus Bush, our Lord and King. Praise Jesus Bush, our Lord and King. I don't believe compassion's what we lack. It serves the right to hapless blacks. And you descendants who say it's a national disgrace. They shouldn't have been black in the first place. This is no time to play the blame game. Since we know that furry things are caused by gays who are not the right kind of homo. Like Scotty McClellan and Carl Grove, oh, we're achieving the American right-wing dream to make everybody white like me. And an ignorant son of a bitch who gets his job, brown nose in the rich. Oh, how I miss petting my Arabian horses. I'd rather do that than watch floating horses. I'm a negligent murderer now. I'll keep going down to keep my nose brown. I'm a negligent murderer now. But I'll keep going down to keep my nose brown. 1248 on All Joyce Radio, WQAM. Federal emergencies, that's the reason I play that right now. Plus, I like Brownie Brown. Heck of a job, Brownie. Uh, Although I do like a nice brownie every now and then. Nice hot brownies just out of the oven on a nice uh, pan. Mm. Right. And then, of course, there's always fudge. 
Like that, too. Do you know that at the uh, Fallsview Casino in Niagara Falls, they have a shop that, well, I mean, it's a candy shop, but a speciality. In fact, they're making it right there in front of you. It's Fudge. All right. Remember Fudge Brown with yeah. the dolphins? Right. I've watched uh, Fudge being made in North Carolina. And let me ask you this. What can Brown do for you? Lots. Federal emergency officials fail to accept offers of possibly life-saving aid from the Department of Interior immediately after Hurricane Katrina, according to documents obtained by the certainly not news network, CNNN, the certainly Nazi network, who are doing international news right now and trying to fake you out. Still ahead? Yeah, right. The Interior Department offered the FEMA people the use of personnel who were experienced in water rescues and also offered boats, helicopters, heavy equipment, and rooms, the documents say. All of these things. Right. Well, why would they want that? Senator Susan Collins, a real whiner, Republican from Maine, chairwoman of the Senate Committee over with jurisdiction over the Department of Homeland Security and FEMA, said the additional resources may have saved lives. Well, we don't want to save those dark folks. Certainly not the Bush people. Everyone that died is one less vote for the Democrats. It is indeed possible uh, that there might have been a yada, yada, yada. Her panel, the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee, is holding hearings today looking into the search and rescue response to Katrina. Pathetic. Pathetic. Not to mention, of course, your friend Ray Nogginhead. I better play that in a minute. I haven't played that today, even though you don't like it. I like it a lot. A spokesman for Homeland Security, which includes FEMA, says the Bush administration is examining how to better utilize federal and other resources in catastrophe. <laughs> we got a catastrophe, all right. Its name is George Bush and Dick Cheney and Hermann Goering Rumsfeld, all of these Nazis. But he observed, were there federal assets that were not used in Katrina? Of course, he says. I see. The Interior Department had offered FEMA 500 rooms, 119 pieces of heavy equipment, 300 dump trucks, other vehicles, 300 boats, 11 aircraft, 400 law enforcement officers. Ah, we don't need that. It might save some of them, dark folks. We don't want that. No, no, we don't want to be uh, doing that. Too many darkies in New Orleans. Too many chocolate people. They don't vote Democrat. Let them drown. I mean, they don't vote Republican, whatever it is. Let's see. Three for the pool. My pie on Sunny Isles Boulevard. Is that 20 years? That seems to me it's a long time ago. My pie, your ass. My pie. I'll put it on there. The charter. The Hungarian charter. That was a landmark in North Miami. You know where it was? No. It was also where Rocky Graziani's was, right across the street. On Biscayne Boulevard in North Miami. It says on Dixie Highway. It was not on Dixie Highway. It was on Biscayne Boulevard. Get it right, you clown. Oh, and Mr. Coney Island on 163rd Street. Anybody that votes for that, man, you, uh, oh. Didn't we work with somebody whose father owned that place? Yeah, we did. I forget who it was. Okay. Right. Are we putting fast food joints on here, too? I don't know. Yeah, why the hell not? And Rudy's Hamburgers. Hey, that was great. We've been through that a million times. Yes, we have. It was too good for South Florida. That's why a lot of crap places stay open, and some places as good as Rudy's are uh, long gone. That, that was excellent. Those were like gourmet ham. In fact, wasn't that what it was called, Gourmet's gourmet, Rudy's Gourmet uh, Crap? Right. I, I think it was. Rudy's, Mr. Coney Island, if yeah. there was ever a filthier restaurant, that oh, my God. You walked in there, and the schmutz was like hanging from the ceiling. It was so bad. Somebody we worked with, uh, his daddy owned it. Okay. He said my daddy owned it, and then Saddam tried to get him killed. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon singular wireless lines. On a day that will live in infamy at All Joyce Radio. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I got a couple of restaurants for Neil. 
Okay, what are they? Uh, there's a, well, there's a bunch of them I got here. I got Clippers on Biscayne. I got that guy who called in before. That place was called Mitch's Steak Ranch, not Mitch's Steakhouse. Right Mitch's, Mitch's Steak Ranch? Right. There was Curry's right next to Mitch's Steak Ranch. What was it? Yeah, hold on. Let me get you off the speaker. It was called uh, uh, Curry's. And what was the other one I said? Uh, how about... How about um, Mike Gordon's other restaurant was called the Fish Peddler. Fish Peddler, I remember that. Okay, then there was the other one uh, that Neil used to talk about. On uh, it was on Biscayne 125th Street, the Chinese place. Oh, that's still there though. All right, I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Pally. Yeah, remember we mentioned that uh, a few months ago. We were talking right. about restaurants. That Chinese place, I can't think of what the hell the name of it is. So many restaurants in so little time. I guess I could put Rocky Graziani's on it. I guess. I reckon. Although I, uh, maybe more than 20 years, but we're, no, we don't need to nitpick, okay? 20 years, maybe mm. even. About 30, man. I just, I just don't want to go back to all the real old ones like uh, Neil's on Alton Road, which is great, and the uh, Turf Pub, and uh, what was the Italian restaurant there on South Beach? Uh, oh, gee, whatever it was. I don't know. The place where Jim Alton tried to uh, get me to go home with him. Sorry, Jim. I think he's dead. I told you about that. He tried to, first he tried to pick up the uh, right. waiter, and then that didn't work, and they like was begging me to go home with him. Huh. Sorry, Jim. At any point did he try to pick up the tab? No, that was me. I, I'm, I never, I never very seldom do I wind up going uh, to meals where the other person picks up the tab. Unless, let's see, Tom Jicker, because it's on the Sun Sentinel tab, so that, that, a couple times he bought me lunch. And, uh, you know, and if it's, of course, somebody we work for, well, that goes without saying, you know. Right. Now, Joe, Joe Bell, his thing is, um, what's the uh, barbecue place there by the, uh, that they built the Metro Rail for? Sonny's Barbecue. Oh, good. Because I told him, I said, I'm not going to lunch with you if you're a sushi guy like our, your predecessor. No, his thing is uh, Sonny's Barbecue. No, I don't know. Do they have other ones beside that one down there that they built the Metro Rail for in Kendall? Is there another no, that's, uh, one? No, oh, there's that's one right up Shorty's. But Sonny's oh, in, I'm sorry. No, same. Shorty's, I think that's what he did say. I, I don't know one of those barbecue. Which I definitely don't eat barbecues for Graham anyway. I don't eat that. So I guess I'm not going to be going to lunch with Joe. Maybe I'll go to lunch with Joyce. There you go. Oh, boy. You know, you know something? I just had a vision. And, of course, I hate to do this. It's still lunch hour for a lot of people. I just had a vision of my going to lunch with Joyce. And I get up in the middle of the lunch and drop my pants and squat on top of the table right where her food is. <laughs> and just drop a enormous Joyce. Right there in front of her puss, you know. I, I would just love to do that. She is. She's the antichrist. She has no clue. She's. She's in so far over her head that she's drowning. She has no concept of the FCC, of uh, farts, of anything. And in the meantime, we have to like, oh yes, Joyce, and whatever, jo you know. Th this is the Beasley's for you, man. Bring in somebody who is eminently and totally unqualified, who is positively Un acceptable to everybody, and make her the uh, the head cheese. In fact, she smells like head cheese is what I'm told. That's what Greg said. At the head only. No, only at the head. You know what they say, if the fish thinks at the head. Oh, look out. Look out now. 648 votes on our very important and prestigious poll today, which I'm really shocked with you people. Who's the biggest a-hole in South Florida print media? A two-horse race only. There have been two-horse races, like a match race between Ruffian and uh, Foolish Pleasure. Remember Ruffian broke down? No. The great Philly? No. Even you remember that? No. You don't? No. 
Don't start with that horse racing crap. It's an attempt to sabotage the show. You're not fooling me. No, seriously, foolish pleasure and ruffian. They, she, the filly broke down. I know about and they foolish had to destroy pleasure, her. The, great, the great ruffian. That was sad. Speaking of sad, Dan LeBastard, 464, and Greg Kotex, 190. Not even close. This is second. Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. This is And you know who. Mama be listening to her angel, Neil Rogers, on one, two hour. Mm, 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 mm. Who sounds like a moron? Time. Every time he sees it's the way God wants it to be. Wants to take a city and cover it in sweets. Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can? Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can because he wants to make New Orleans taste good. And I don't care what people are saying. He sounds like Jesse Jackson. We as black people. His comments are bizarre. Surely God is mad. There's the locals to a Willy Wonka bar. Chocolate. Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can. Yes, Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can, cause he wants to make New Orleans taste good. It's time for us to come together. It's time for us to rebuild a New Orleans, the one that should be uptown or wherever they are. This city will be chocolate, a chocolate New Orleans. He never takes the blame for anything he says. Chocolate at the end of the day. Put that chocolate in some coffee and you'll pop one Valdez. Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can. You know I can. Ray Nagin can says he wants to make New Orleans taste good. You can't have New Orleans no other way. It wouldn't be New Orleans. It just wouldn't be New Orleans. And guess what? Did you watch uh, CNN, certainly not news, just a second ago? No, I didn't. And Al Jazeera says they're going to be showing a new tape today. And guess who it's of for the new message for the rest of the world? Osama, your mama? No. Al Zawahiri. Oh, Al. I'm in the Pyman. Another Al. And then after that, they're going to follow up with Al Franken, Al Goldstein, and Al Rosen. Alice Rantel. So, uh, Alzawa Wahiri, he's the one at the. Oh, well, we uh, think we may have gotten him. Well, guess what? Uh, remember that the drone, Lou Drone, and they dropped in a bomba and they killed all those innocent people? See. Hey, they should have uh, attacked us. And, of course, we thought. <coughs> saying, well, I need a drink now. <sighs> what? Nothing. I, I'm gagging. God punishing me again for being anti Bush. No, they, they, they lied about it. And, well, uh, the first report, we think, uh, he was in there. He was having dinner, and he was having a couple of cheeseburgers, bacon cheeseburgers, of course, trafe. And, uh, oh, well, he wasn't in there, but some evildoers were. Then we find out that a whole bunch of innocent people got killed. This is, like I told you, long time ago, emancipation by elimination, by decimation, by evisceration. That's what we're doing. We're a killer. So he's still alive, and he's still making rattling his spear and making threatening messages. And Al Zarqawi, he's still running around all over Baghdad and all over Iraq. And then, of course, uh, what's his name? Uh, Osama, your mama goes without sin. And who am I leaving out? Oh, and uh, Mullah Bula Omar. We even forgot about him. Remember Mullah Bula Omar, mm-hmm. the tent maker? Forgot about him. You must have already forgot about him. Don't you remember Mullah oh. Omar? Oh, yeah. What about him? He's uh, still running around. I see. Rattling his spear. WQAM, Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. 
I got two for your poll. Okay. The, uh, both in Fort Lauderdale. The Down Under. Down Under and? And Paisano's on Los Olas. Paisano's. The best. Like, was it really? <laughs> oh, the best. Then he moved to Pompano, and uh, now he's just out fishing right here. But is, I was it not, but, 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 is it P-A-I-S-A-N-O, Paisan? P-I-S-A-N-O-S, I think. No, P-A-I-S, Paisan. Well, whatever. Yeah, I was the original bartender at the Dow Under. Really? Yeah, 1969 we opened. Holy moly. Well, things ain't never going to be the same, man. Is Tina's Spaghetti House still there? Tina's? God. Oh, God. Across the street from Dirty Ernie's. Right. Is that, that's <laughs> all gone? It's still open. I think it's still there. Okay, good luck to you, Pally, and get a rest. We always ask about Tina's Spaghetti. You don't remember where that was? It was on, like, uh, Las Solas? I don't. No. Huh? I don't. No, it wasn't on Las Olas. It was on, uh, uh, whatever. On the way to the 17th Street Causeway. What is that? What is that highway? Uh, At any rate, no, Tina's was like a landmark there. It wasn't all that great, but it was a landmark, kind of like mushy spaghetti. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular wireless line. Now, the fact that some of these restaurants are gone may be a benefit to mankind. Maybe that's why some of you people are still alive. Oh, what about uh, the what you call it? What do you call it? Oh, no. Uh, the one where there's still a one in Fort Lauderdale by the Gateway Theater, but the one in Plantation closed by me and Davy there, it's Davy actually. The Italian restaurant, come on. I'm thinking. There's one that's really good, but this one was even better, and they uh, sold out. Got me. Not Davy on University Drive and Davy for crying out loud. Well, somebody will know. Not Il Molino. Il there it is. Really? Il well, Molino and Davy. Now, why do you say uh, not Il Molino? Because I uh, I thought they were still open for some reason. The one in Fort Lauderdale is open, but the Davy one is oh, long okay. gone, man. All right. Long gone. Of that. Although we still got what you call it. What do you we call still, it? We still got, at least I think we do, we still got um, uh, whatever that place is, 2J's. Maybe they're going to have, like, do a remote. Maybe they'll have on OJ from 2J's. Remember I told you about 2J's mm -hmm. that time I went there? I think it was like a year ago, December. And it was sensational. And the owner, or whoever he was, the manager, he knew me and seated me and greeted and uh, squeezed me and everything else. And then, of course, uh, come to find out, the person from the agency up there in uh, Palm Beach or somewhere hates me like poison. Probably a right-wing bitch. And that's why they wouldn't advertise. Because I like 2Js a lot, whether they advertise or not. It's great. You, you told me you were there. 2Js? Yeah. No, Josh, did. I've been there. Oh, you've never been there? I have not. Oh, my God. It's excelente, baby. It's fantastic. Well... One of these days. And they got an omelet there. It's like, I forget what they call it. It's got, like, everything on it, like the, the everything but the kitchen sink omelet with all the good stuff and sausage. And, oh, man, just to die for. Even Goyam can eat there. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, if you haven't heard, uh, Friday, I think you got to the Mad Dog. He said he was going to make a phone call and consider doing two to six. Now run that by me again. Mad Dog on Friday on his show, he said that he was going to make a phone call because he's considering doing two to six. Well, what does that phone call mean? I don't understand. Make a phone call to who? I don't know. The boss, whoever that is over there. Great. That's what we need. That's the best news of the century, Pat. You pulled me out of my doldrums. Thank you so much. Wouldn't that be great? Maybe that's why they're hesitating and palpitating. Maybe that's why we got this revolving door thing until Mad Dog gets his life squared away. Of course, he'll only be working about 30 days a year, but that's, that's okay. About 30, man. Jim Mandage, 2 to 6, starts next Monday afternoon on QAM. That's the room we're starting right now. And then 
Then they will fear us. Oh, there's uh, out of the tape. And uh, he starts out on this tape. We're going to turn the sound down on it because we still have to fully vet this uh, this yeah, video we have to tape. Vet it, yeah. But vet he starts out window. by speaking about the airstrikes on Pakistan just Gets a couple of weeks blade. ago. You recall that those were CIA airstrikes that were targeting him. In fact, uh, he lists the name of the city where the attack took place, uh, the region of the country of Pakistan, and that 18 were killed. And you'll see that behind him, there is nothing uh, distinguishing there, nothing to indicate uh, where he might be, nothing distinguishing at all. Just oh, now is, is that nothing distinguishing? It's a black background for crying out loud. Hmm. Nothing distinguishing. Hmm. Have you noticed that? You know something? It's really, it's really fantastic. The insight that you get from watching CNN, man. They they pass along <laughs> such insightful, fantastic information that you couldn't notice with the naked eye. That he's standing in front of a completely black background with a schmata on his head, looking 100% healthy, and uh, with his old beard, like an old getchki with a bad uh, schmata on his head, and that's it. I'm in the payment, al Zawahiri. Ought to put him back in a slammer in Egypt where he belongs. Raghead. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon singular wireless line. I forgot about that uh, Leafs Panther game tonight, but a lot of pressure now. Oh, I don't think I want to watch. Could be really ugly. WQAM, hello. Not there. They've all been ugly lately. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Tina Spaghetti House, no longer. Yeah, okay, good. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, Neil. Um, Mad Dog did mention that he was going to make a, a phone call to perhaps do the two to six. And, I, I, don't know what, I don't know what that means. I, I, what, I, make, what does that mean, make a phone oh, call? Oh, okay, well, let me tell you what preceded that. Give me a little background here, okay? The week before that, yeah. he was saying that the person that should be on from 2 to 6 is somebody that you like because that way you're not going to do doy doy them out of existence. And so I wait, wait a minute. He said that. I didn't doy 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 anybody out of existence. He doy doyed himself out of existence, okay? Well, but he said that the person that should be on from 2 to 6 is someone that Neil likes because Neil is the one who is going to make sure they either stick around or not. That's that's what Mad Dog said. And then that's, last week... Uh, that's unfortunate that he said that, because uh, nothing could be further from the truth. Well, that's what he said. And then last week he did say he was talking with Curtis back and forth doing the yeah. show. And he said, well, Curtis, maybe I'll make a phone call about that two to six hour. And mm -hmm. the first thing I thought, Neil, was Neil would love that. Yeah. I know you like the Mad Dog. He's very yeah. entertaining. Okay. Have a great day. See that that that's, that sounds like Steve Nickel all over again. You know, Neil won't like it as if as if whoever is on there. You know, when you've got somebody on there who's alienated everybody in the audience and everybody else on the radio station, they're probably not going to get too much of a number. Like a one point one sounds realistic to me. Doi, 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 doi. You know what I'm saying? But, but that, again, I'm taking these. Uh, I, I don't know what he said. Always take it with ten grains of salt when it's from the absolutely. audience. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. In addition to which, who was the one who said that he ought to be on Doom 2 to 6? How many weeks ago, how many years ago did I tell you that, that he ought to be doing 2 to 6? And, that, and that's before this latest hat with the mole and everything, before that. I said that a long time ago, as you recall. As soon as they put Hank on in the morning, which was a, well, uh, it was what it was. You know, bad mistake. Uh, you know, see, all of this stuff that's going on now, it all comes out of one thing. You know, and that Greg Reed and the worst team, you know, blowing that thing up because Joe was going to go to Channel 6 full time. So let's get pissed off. Fire everybody. we got nobody else to put on now. And then, of course, we went through all the incarnations. We had Ron Hersey and Carolyn and the, the uh, whatever, that morning Zoom mess, whatever they call that. 
and then the Defoe show, which never even got got canceled before it started because he was busy uh, diddling with the Indians over there, and just on and on. One mistake after another, Greg broke it into a million pieces, the Greg Reed Humpty Dumpty Morning Show. And so since then, this station has been trying to recover and put its pieces back together again because we don't have a morning show. That's why. Even now we don't have a morning show. Morning shows are not like 5 to 7 and 7 to 10, even though both the sports stations seem to think so. That's not a morning show. A morning show is 6 in the morning until 10 a.m. Wouldn't you agree? I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. Yeah. I understand. You've got to cover your ass. You don't want to like, alienate this guy like you pissed off Greg Reed by saying his kid was an uh, idiot. That's not how I did it. Oh. How'd you do it? I said, this place is a madhouse. I don't understand how it operates. Oh. Well, no, all you had to do was show up because you weren't one of his That's people. Right. See? Anybody that wasn't one of Greg's inner circle and he didn't hire, he hates them. Like, everybody else has to go. And usually people are very insecure. They surround themselves with their own lemmings, their own suck-ups. People are very insecure because they know basically they're like that, Greg. Hey, if you're in a dead-end job, speaking of George, if you're underpaid, speaking of Josh and George, if your New Year's resolution is a high-paying career, then you better act now. Pick up that phone and call. By the way, Josh, how's your raise coming? Oh, I hear it's coming. In other words, nothing is what you're saying. Pretty much. So, again, in, instead of coming in there in the morning and hocking with me and aggravating and agitating, and <laughs> this uh, make-believe little kid program director, and the only reason he's there is because the U.M. basketball game around it is a home game and out on the road, or he'd be long gone. Uh, instead of that, why doesn't he deal with take care of business, okay? Taking care of business. It's about time, Josh Darrow, you idiot. You simpleton. Let's start taking care of beeswax, baby, and stop at a bologna. Although I do like Hebrew National. Although bologna's kind of like, I don't know, tasteless. I like a nice salami, like a Genoa salami. Anyway, if you want to get a high-paying career, if that's one of your news resolutions, it's to find a life. I have no life. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train right now, toll-free at 866-FAST-TRAIN. They'll get you trained and ready for a new high-paying career in just a few short months. That's all it takes. Just a few short months out of your life, and all of a sudden you can be a mensch. You can have a big, fat paycheck on payday and do the things you want to do. The demand for medical coding specialists and computer professionals right now is at an all-time high, and Fast Train offers convenient day, evening, and weekend classes, job placement assistance, and financial aid for people who qualify. Pick up the phone and call them, 866-FAST-TRAIN. They placed over 100 people just like you in 2005, and even maybe less bright than you are, if that's possible. Check Fast Train on the web at FastTrain.com, but act now because classes are filling up fast. Don't miss the train of opportunity this year. Get yourself a real career and a real income that goes along with having some skills. Call 866-FAST-TRAIN, and be sure and tell them that Todd Dreck told you to call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. And now, another verse of celebrity poetry. Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey, no longer together, were sad to say. She so beautiful till she opened her mouth, giving pause and embarrassment to those from the South. To love her forever was what Nick planned, and to have another hit with his schlocky boy band. We thought Jess was smart till the day that she announced the chickens came from the sea. Their talent not special, no Vincent Van Gogh, but we shall miss their ridiculous newlywed show. The sadness is deep and we all feel remorse that this Hollywood couple will seek a divorce. No more TV variety shows, no more Daisy Duke shorts right under Nick's nose. The pretty couple together no more, their IQ together added up to just four. 
Jess will sing and act on her own and wonder if in meatloaf there is a bone. The world will be different, that we must say, because Jessica Simpson left Nick Cliché. This has been another verse of celebrity poetry. Maybe I can uh, straighten the mad dog out on something. You know who's going to succeed in the afternoon from two till whenever? Somebody who the audience likes. Oh, what a concept. Ah, you're sounding crazy again. Yeah, right. Well, what a crazy concept. Somebody the audience likes. Not somebody that I like. Somebody the audience likes. Remember how you destroyed Howard Stern's career by not supporting him? That's right. I destroy everybody. I'm always the convenient scapegoat, like Joey Reynolds, everybody who comes down the pike, uh, Dickie Farkle, you name it. ExxonMobil sets profit record. Thank you, ExxonMobil and the Saudis and the uh, Bin Ladens and the Bushes for those low bargain basement gas prices. ExxonMobil said U.S. records for annual and quarterly profits today is an easily top fourth quarter earnings forecasts. They're raping the public. Raping you folks. The nation's largest oil company reported net income in the fourth quarter of $10.7 billion compared to $8.4 billion the year before. Excluding items, ExxonMobil earned $10.3 billion or $1.65 a share. Uh, their net income, uh, let's see something that might be interesting. While oil and gas prices in the fourth quarter were down from the level seen in September, that barely dented ExxonMobil's top line. Revenue for the quarter was $99.7 billion, up from 81.9 in the uh, year earlier quarter, and down only 1% from the $100.7 billion in the third quarter when they were really raping you like crazy. How do you like that? Just raping the public like wildfire. And Bush and Cheney and all that. What did I tell you? The very first minute they went into Iraq, what did I say? It's about mm-hmm. two things, M-O-N-E-Y and O-I-L, not necessarily in that order. And you recall that, that disgusting scene in Fahrenheit 9-11 where that uh, businessman is giving a lecture at a seminar to all yeah. these other grave robbers. Yuck, about, oh, once they open up the oil, when that oil starts flowing, there's going to be big money for all of us, and you better be there to exploit it and yeah, capitalize it. people on. are going to die. Yeah. It'll be good for business. Right. It'll be bad for the people, but good for business. Remember that one guy said, yeah. it? Sorry, sorry to say, <laughs> it'll be bad for people, the ones who are still alive, and the good for business. Because just like the guy said in one of the great movies of all time, in spite of Josh Cordes being an idiot, one of the great movies, the world is a business, Mr. Beale. That's the most important part of that uh, movie right there. Yeah, there's some good lines in that movie. And you were snorting them, obviously, otherwise you would have enjoyed it. God, what is wrong with you? That scene in the ITT boardroom, in the dark room, and there's Howard Beale with that ghost-like face sitting at the one end, and there's Ned Beatty at the other end ranting and raving and pounding on the table. And then he stops and says, Am I getting through to you, Mr. Beale? <laughs> oh. Oh, God. Remember what he says? I could sell anything. Too bad we don't have him working in our sales department. Yeah, it's too bad. Iraq and U.N. health officials said today a 15-year-old girl who died this month was a victim of the deadly H5N1 oh my God. strain of the bird flu virus, the first confirmed case of the disease in the Middle East. See, this is how the God works, man. He's getting really P.O.'d at all this crap. And when Hamas won that election the other day, that really set him off. Because you do realize that God is Jewish. That's right. Tests were underway to determine if the girl's uncle who lived in the same house also died of the virus. He died ten days later after suffering the same... You see, the Goyim, they took the same God, but it wouldn't have been original by... You just keep it at... So they had to invent the Jesus thing, see? Because he was also Jewish, but nevertheless, um, they, they had to have, like, their own character. Because every religion's got to have, like, a major character. Whether it's, like, Muhammad or Buddha 
or Joseph Smith or uh, Joseph Cotton, whoever it might be, huh? and his brother Cotton Batten. So they called it, I mean, I realize I'm 100 years old, but have you ever heard anybody say that in the last 50 years, Cotton Batten? Not lately. Heard uh, Cotton Mather. Yeah, he's on the Indians, by the way. How is Cotton Batten? About 341, I heard. He ain't no Bobby Avila. Iraq health authorities began killing domestic birds in northern Iraq, which borders Turkey, where at least 21 cases of the deadly virus have been detected. Today we started a campaign to kill birds in three towns, said the Kurdistan health minister, we com- and we have committees to do so. Another Kurdistan health ministry said, uh, officials said thousands of domesticated birds expected to be killed, but authorities aren't equipped to kill migratory birds. He said, we don't know how to kill them. Well, let me give you an idea. There's a hint, okay? Send everybody out on a shooting party. Get Dick Cheney and Judge Scalia in there. They'll, they'll take care of them. They can go out duck hunting and uh, H5N1 virus hunting uh, at the same time, right? Right. Five six seven zero oh, five sixty. There probably a zillion other restaurants need to be on this poll, but since I'm the one that's got to write this crap out, I'm not. I'm taking my time. WQAM. Hello. QAM. Hey Neil. Yes sir. Uh, Tina's unfortunately is gone. Tina's Spaghetti House is gone. I yeah, well, it was on Federal Highway there. This that's Federal Highway right there before the 17th Street Causeway. Right. 17th. Yep. Right. Yeah, the same guy owns uh, Ernie's and Ernie's Barbecue across the street and the Floridian. Uh-huh. And I guess he got tired of losing all that money there at Tina's. Can't you can only write it off for so long. Okay, thanks, Carl. Like, oh. Okay, sounds pretty depressed. Uh, what's that other place that uh, in Fort Lauderdale? I just, I just had it on the tip of my tongue when he said Tina's, and it just slipped my mind. So many. So many. Yeah, now, what about all the great new places? <laughs> Oh, five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon and Singular wireless lines. We got one great new place, Terra Steak and Lobster. In fact, we got that mm-hmm. spot coming up later, and I'm going to get my magnifying glass out for it too, Troy. You idiot. You notice how that changed real fast? How somebody we got some action on that? Yeah. See, just like that. Nothing. Just like Josh Cordes's razor, the same same thing. The things that we that we need. Give us what we need. Will you do it? No. Can you do it? No. Are you willing to try to do it? No. no. They won't do it. They won't do it. And as far as all the other stuff is concerned, you know, it's the, it's the old, you know, have you ever seen an intersection where they, I'm sure you have, especially with all the hurricanes, where they have a, a traffic cop directing traffic? Yeah. Because the, the, the signal is out. And the traffic cop is giving the, the sign, either the stop sign with a hand mm-hmm. up or the motion, like, come ahead, you know. Right. And what, what we get is we get both hands. Usually, at least one stuck in our right. But we get, uh, on the one hand, come ahead, okay, and then the other hand is, like, held up in the air. So it's like, it's yeah, both we, we, get, we get the red light, green light syndrome. Well, at least it's red. <clears throat> yeah, it's getting really red. 20, man, 26 after 1 already? My God. I mean, I wonder if I should fax this to Eric and we should start this thing now. Because this other one, I think the verdict's in. Yeah. <laughs> the verdict. I, I don't care what anybody says. I thought this poll was cute. There's a message oh, in there, okay? Like Joey Saza, he sent a message over to the Herald and across the street and to Greg Kotex and uh, Dan, his buddy Dan LeBastard. Oh, you're going to see. We're going to get that needle all whipped up. And we're going to, yeah. you know something? Like I said, people listen to what they like. This reminds me of a conversation I had with Tim Williams at Zeta. 
it was all bent out of shape with me because I had those huge numbers in the morning on the morning show, and the rest of the day they couldn't draw flies to a Joyce pile. It wasn't because I didn't love the music they were playing. It was because the audience hated their music. It was because Petey the Tweeter Bolger was the program director, programming music from hell, you know. After you hear CCR for the 4,000th time, enough is enough, Petey, okay? And it's the same thing. Everywhere I go, it's the same thing. Oh, if Neil would just inform me, Chuck Meyer, the morning show on IOD sure. that sucked uh, lemons. Remember that? Oh, a lot of work went into that show. No, yeah. If Neil would have just supported it a lot more, uh, he'd have had a 40 share there in the morning, Chuck Meyer. It's always Neil done. Remember those T-shirts we had? Oh, it's yeah. Neil's fault that. Mm-hmm. And it is. Yeah. If it rain's bad, Neil's fault. If your dog pees on a carpet, Neil's fault. If you have like a bad hemorrhoid pops, Neil's fault. Somebody gets fired at some station in Tucson, Arizona, must be Neil's fault. Right? Right. Go to the track and lose 15 grand. Neil's fault. This is Neil Rogers. Oh, God. This is 560 QAM. He's on I'm sorry, I lied. I, I did try to fax the new poll to Eric, and then the paper got like sideways uh, in there, so I, I just stopped jam it. Jam it. Yeah, it did, it did. It already jammed on it. Kind of tasty. At any rate, so I'll, I'll rewrite it and send it a little later on. Well, there's, there's no emergency. We got such a good poll up there going right now, and this this is tomorrow's anyway. I thought we'd like get a little head start from the QM Head Start program, but the Joyce it. A high school senior who was transferred to an alternative school as punishment for parodying his principal on the Internet uh, is suing the district, arguing it violated his freedom of speech. Justin Layshock had used his grandma's computer and the, web, the website MySpace.com to create a phony profile under the principal's name and photo. The site asked questions, and Justin filled in answers peppered with vulgarities, fat jokes, and to the question, what did you do on your last birthday? The response, too drunk to remember, according to the lawsuit filed on Justin's behalf by the ACLU. School officials weren't amused. They questioned the teenager about the site December 21st. This is in Pittsburgh, by the way. And he apologized to the principal, but not enough. On January 6th, the district suspended Justin for 10 days, transferred him to an alternative program typically reserved for students with behavior or attendance problems, according to the lawsuit. He also was banned from school events, including tutoring and graduation ceremonies. I guess he won't be tinkling on the piano like Emil Hirsch in um, Imaginary Heroes. I uh, did you right. notice that at the end of the movie, I in that did. scene? 
I did. About how his uh, stepbrother there, half-brother, whatever he is, puts his hand on his shoulder mm-hmm. and like, notice that? I did. Just, well, just a quick... Just a quick just a little consolation, that's all. just a little That was a message. Please, right. Yeah, right. that's it. There was a message in uh-huh. there. Wasn't subtle. Don't have to embellish it. It was very nope. subtle. Gay. That's why that last, I, I told you, that last little uh, scene there was uh, not necessary, but I can see why they did it. Some people yeah. are slow. Well, to make you feel a little bit better, you know, right. and uh, give you an idea what what was to come. I mean, they could have just ended it right there at the graduation. No. Yeah, well, I thought that was going to happen. When he was playing the piano, the music right, right. was going to Did you think that was going to be the end? And see, that was good, though. Right. It was good they went beyond that because most movies they do that, and we fade to black, and here come the credits, and you think, "Oh, come on, give me a little, a little more something." A little something. Email. Fun. In this critical uh, last semester, Justin's opportunities to gain admission to college may be irreparably damaged, all because of a little uh, internet prank. According to the lawsuit, Penn State University notified Justin that State Penn that his application had been put on a registration hold and asked for more information about the suspension, suspended a sentence. It is unknown how or why the university received this information since it's supposed to be confidential under the federal student privacy laws, the lawsuit says. I'd yeah. sue their ass for about $10 million, okay? Do it. Do it now. The lawsuit filed in U.S. District Court in Pittsburgh seeks Justin's immediate reinstatement. A hearing is going on today for a temporary order. Not to excuse it, but school officials need to understand that they're not parents, Walsack said. School officials can't reach into parents' homes and tell them how to raise their kids, okay? A little prank, okay? He said the teacher was a fat, the principal was a fat slob and a moron. He's probably right. Just like some of the people we got in our sales department, you know what I'm saying? So who gave him my email address? Well, I don't think we'll ever know. Maybe we'll have to post a bounty. I'd like to put a bounty on his ass by the pound. I don't know if I can afford it. Berlusconi, one of the, another big crook, man. All the crooks that run in the world. Got Bush and Cheney. Got those Saudi ragheads. Silvio Berlusconi, Italian Prime Minister, maybe the biggest crook in the world, as a matter of fact, is famous for his ambitious promises, but he's unlikely to be called to task if he breaks his latest pledge not to have sex before the April 9th general election. Now, see, in the old days, before Joyce, I could have said he's not going to have a before the election, but I can't say that now. See? I see. Cause, no, because they're saying, okay, come ahead with the well, one hand, and then the stop sign goes up with the other one. But a beep, but a boop, but a Don't like do this, and don't say that, and don't squeeze your cheeks. And, okay, whatever you say. And, you know, the ironic part of it is, when was the last time that that was an issue on this show? Have, have any of us been bellyaching and we can't do this? When did we talk about that, you know? We've been going along as best we can under very difficult circumstances, and, and that's it. We're not the ones who raise those issues. See what I'm saying? What are you saying? I'm saying I'm not happy about it. I'm disgusted, grossed out. At a party rally in Sardinia on Saturday, Berlusconi, the media tycoon, received the blessing of television preacher Messimiliano Puschetto. Puschetto. What a strange name. Who thanked him for opposing gay marriage and defending family values. Thank you, dear Father Massimiliano. I'll try not to let you down. I promise you two and a half months of complete sexual abstinence till April 9th, Berlusconi replied in comments reported on Sunday by the Daily Il Giornale. The twice-married Berlusconi, 69, prides himself on his physical fitness, and after a facelift and hair transplant, he looks younger than he did when he swept to power in 2001. This is the guy who outlawed uh, satire on Italian TV. Because he, owns, he owns the national TV channel. No sense of humor at all. None. He's often been criticized by commentators and feminist groups for his use of sexual innuendo and sexist jokes. 
In June, he sparked a diplomatic incident in Finland when he said he had used playboy tactics to persuade its women, a woman present, to give up a bid uh, to cite the European Union's food agency in Helsinki rather than the Italian city of Parma. In a news conference in 2003, he famously complimented Danish Prime Minister Anders Fogh Rasmussen for his good looks. He's so handsome, I'm even thinking of introducing him to my wife, Berlusconi chuckled. In reference to political gossip about the time that his wife, a former actress, was having an affair with a well-known center-left politician. He likes to spread it around. Silvio Berlusconi. Him and the Pope. All for them. They can mess around all they want, and maybe with a Swiss guard even, and with anybody else, but uh, nobody else do it. Don't do nothing. So now he's doing a, uh, what tells his name? What was that awful movie, 40 Days and Nights? What was that horrible movie? With who? The kid from uh, from Halloween Part 85 and from Pearl Harbor. You notice how fast he disappeared, by the way? Yeah. What tells his name? 40 Days, 40 Nights. No, that's Come on, about That's the movie. Right, and who, what's the kid's name? I don't know. Josh Hartnett? Yeah. So you do know, you're just afraid to say it. That I'm, I'm to admit you know who guesses that is. in the dark. I'm amazed yeah. I'm right. Well, how do you like that? Josh Hartnett was just a just another one of Hollywood's pathetic excuses to have him running around naked the whole movie. It was shameful. I'll never watch it again. Well, 716 votes there on Greg Kotex and uh, Dan LeBastard, speaking of uh, gay stuff. What's that story with Booster? You think he's like the pivot man in those three? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless line. What's the best South Florida restaurant to close in the past twenty years? We ought to have the phones ought to be smoking right now, smoking. All the excellent places that have closed down and brought broken our Piccolo's is the one I couldn't think of. And that's longer than twenty years because twenty years is eighty six, right? Right. Last time we checked, Piccolo's. I can even that do that. Great. WQAM. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. What the hell took so long to pick up? What do you got, man? I want to talk about the programming on WB. You got Jerry Springer at 11, and you got Judge Mathis at 1, uh, but Maury's between 12 and 1, and my blog is kind of slow in that hour, so could you make the show a yeah, little okay, better? Okay, great. 5670560, pound 560 on the singular and Verizon, uh, whatever it is, wireless and Verizon wireless line. Ponderous. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Remember the ground round? The ground round was great. Yeah, it was. It was. They, the uh, health department closed them down because of the peanut shell thing. Oh, but no. it, it was. A, it was a. It was a pretty good uh, restaurant. And also, you got to tell me that I'll tell you. George is in negotiations with WQAM to take the two to six hour. No, he's not. <laughs> huh? He must no. be. Come on. What, what does that mean? That means I think it would be a great follow-up to your yeah. show. George is not no. doing two to four. No? No, thank you. No. no. And also, I don't think we want to catch Bin Laden. We don't want to catch the other guy. Yeah. We just want well, to... if that's just... the case, we're doing a hell of a good job. Uh, excellent. We're, we're doing a fabulous job. You don't want to catch your business partner, uh, you know, it would be bad for business. The Bushes and the Bin Ladens, they're in, up, up to their ears in it together. They showed the W. Uh, Herbert Walker there early this morning with Martha Washington, his wife. Very depressing. Very sad. But the American public continues being led, and I'm going to say it again. CNN, we need to take them off the air now. That piece of garbage needs to come down. And, you know, the funny thing about Keith Olbermann, his show, it really is very entertaining. You know what the problem is? What's the problem? 
Nobody watches oh, MSNBC. Yeah, Nobody watches Chris, Ma- Chris Matthew. Nobody watches Dan Abrams, thank God. Nobody watches Tucker uh, Carlson with a silly little bow tie. Nobody watches Rita Cosby, who can't speak. And nobody watches Keith Olbermann. MSNBC, they couldn't get arrested at a panty rate. That's how bad they are. They're kind of like uh, the people across the street, you know? Mm-hmm. All kinds of wild dreams and intentions, but the problem is they got no... And in fact, I'll tell you, it's, it's like uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs speaking of that game tonight. L-O-T, lack of talent. This is Neil Rogers. Oh. This is 560 QAM. America loves to watch boobs and butts and boinking. Tonight on Fox. You are the worst singer in the world. American Idol. Death Mute Edition. <laughs> Terrible. I say, let's give the girl a chance. It was just weird. Terrible. I mean, we sang off key almost the entire song. You don't hear that? You don't hear that? What? You're toned up. You couldn't even hear those notes. I'm totally down. American Idol. Deaf Mute Edition. Tonight on Fox. 145 at QM. Eric Margolis writes in the Toronto Sun, a war with Iran could go terribly wrong. A nuclear Iran feared. Now they will fear you. He says, the U.S. and Israel are preparing to attack Iran's nuclear infrastructure. According to the U.S. and European intelligence sources, the U.S. and EU are exerting maximum diplomatic and psychological pressure on Iran to prevent it from enriching uranium in spite of its legal right to do so. Tehran remains defiant, but may yet compromise by shipping uranium to Russia for enrichment. President Bush claims Iran's limited but growing nuclear program poses a grave threat to the security of the world. What he really means is that Iran could one day challenge Israel's Mideast nuclear monopoly. Today, Iran's handful of inaccurate 1,200-kilometer range Shahab-3 missiles can barely reach Israel and have only non-nuclear conventional warheads. Many of Israel's estimated 200 nuclear warheads are targeted on Iran, including new nuclear-armed U.S.-supplied Tomahawk land attack missiles on its Dolphin-class submarines in the Indian Ocean. By the way, how's Ariel Sharon doing? Anybody heard about him lately? Who? Not a word. U.S. and British Special Forces and U.S. drones have been probing Iran's defenses for a year. A major land invasion is unlikely, however, since they're overstretched in Iraq. The U.S. and Israel would likely use air and missile strikes to destroy Iran's nuclear industry and cripple its military. Much of Iran's critical nuclear facilities are far underground or dug into hillsides. Israel's hawkish defense minister, Shaul Mofez, while calling for diplomacy, warned last weekend his nation would not tolerate a nuclear-armed Iran. Israel's Mossad has been claiming this March is the absolute deadline to stop Iran's nuclear program. Israel's many supporters in the U.S. Congress are loudly calling for a war against Iran. Just keep one thing in mind, okay? Iran has oil. Does Israel have oil? No. No. Just keep that in mind. Okay. German intelligence claimed last December the CIA briefed Turkey, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, and Jordan about U.S. plans to attack Iran. Israeli warplanes would overfly Jordan and Iraq to strike central and southern Iran. U.S. air and missile strikes could come from Diego Garcia, Gutter, Oman, uh, Oman, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Central Asia, and from carrier surface warships and subs in the Indian Ocean. I didn't know they made subs in the Indian Ocean. I bet you they're tasty. Probably got some of that mm, curry powder on I'll bet. And probably smell real bad, too. Iran's Persian Gulf nuclear reactor complex would be struck. Enrichment and heavy water plants and uranium mines are primary targets. Second priority, missile assembly plants, air and naval bases, power stations, etc. Iran vows to retaliate against an Israeli attack by firing conventionally armed missiles against Israel's, Israel's nuclear weapons complex at Demona. Remember Desdemona? 
Who? Iran's dilapidated air forces, barely airworthy, never mind a threat to Israel. Even an improbable missile hit would probably do little damage. Still, Europeans are fretting over the risk of radiation releases from Demona and more likely Iran's bombed nuclear plants. The Iranians could retaliate more effectively by attacking U.S. forces in neighboring Iraq and getting their Iraqi Shia allies to join in. Iran could mine the Gulf, interrupt oil exports, launch raids against U.S. bases in the Gulf, Afghanistan, and Central Asia. Iran is the world's fourth largest oil exporter. Any shutoff would inflict enormous disruption of the West. Can you say $100 a barrel oil? $100 a barrel oil. No, good. Mass air and missile attacks would badly damage Iran's nuclear capability, but probably not put it out of business for good, as did Israel's 81 attacks on Iraq's sole reactor. The beleaguered Bush administration may try to escape mounting woes by launching an air campaign against Iran to whip up fever among Americans before midterm elections, boosting Republican fortunes. But this is dangerous business because, like the supposed jolly little colonial adventure in Iraq, a war with Iran could go terribly wrong. Let's just mention that in passing. 727 votes. Oh, we need to put another alternative on the poll on this one. Okay. Because I'm not going to send him the one for tomorrow until later on. The restaurants. Who are they? Oh, that's a good point. Because that fast from I like I said, we're not getting that many votes because a lot of people have no idea who Dan LeBastard or Greg Kotex, either one of them are. And, and with, with good reason, too. If you never heard of either one of them or read anything they wrote or said on the air, you're probably a real happy person. Right, at least happier than you would be. Who are they is our third choice. See, I told you you'd put another choice on the poll. You said, ah, oh, no. Safe. Yeah. We lied. <laughs> and there you go. Who are they? It's on there forever. Nice going there, Josh. He's on top of it. Too bad he doesn't get any word on that raise yet from uh, Clarence. Clarence is busy trying to aggravate me every morning before the show. <laughs> he is one of the whiniest, most annoying people I've ever encountered in my life. He's just an uh, idiot. Annoying. He definitely is on the wrong station. He belongs on VUM with Mike Rosenthal. You made a mistake. How about those kings? Yeah, like that. that. That's his level. That's his speed. Just give me my paycheck. That's all I ask. Other than that, go away. And don't be giving out my uh, email address to anybody else. I bet you it was him who gave it to a fat boy. You think? Oh, it could have been. Yeah, probably Clarence. Why, he should have been working on that budget and getting uh, Josh Cordes' raise approved, which is like two months past due already. He, sh he was busy uh, spreading my email address around. And also uh, cooking up that thing for me to come and do a personal appearance and sign those picture cards, which is not going to happen. James Glantz writes in the New York Times. Now, Glantz sounds like Glanz. I don't think, can, would Joyce allow us to say that? No. Because Glanz is part of the um, ah, male right. member. A new audit of American financial practices in Iraq has uncovered irregularities, including millions of reconstruction dollars stuffed casually into footlockers and filing cabinets, an American soldier in the Philippines who gambled away cash belonging to Iraq, and three Iraqis who plunged to their deaths in a rebuilt hospital elevator that had been improperly certified as safe. Uh-oh! This baby's going down kind of fat. The audit released yesterday by the office of the special... I sound like Tom Jickadam, grepsing a lot. You know what I'm saying? The audit released yesterday by the Office of the Special Inspector General for Iraq Reconstruction expands on its previous findings of fraud, incompetence, and confusion as the American occupation poured money into training and rebuilding programs in 2003 and four. The audit uncovers mass problems in an area that includes half the land mass in Iraq with new findings in the southern and central provinces of Anbar and a bunch of other ones. The Special Inspector reports to the Secretary of Defense and the Secretary of State. Condor Leaser. Agents from the Inspector General's office found that the living and working quarters of American occupation officials were awash in shrink-wrapped stacks of $100 bills, colloquial known as bricks. 
One official kept $2 million in a bathroom safe, another more than a half a million unlocked footlocker. One contractor received more than a hundred grand to completely refurbish an Olympic pool, but only polished the pumps. Even so, local American officials certified the work as completed. More than 2,000 contracts, ranging in value from a few thousand bucks to more than half a million, some $88 million in all, were examined by agents from the Inspector General's office. The report has said that in some cases, the agents found clear indications of potential fraud, and investigations are continuing on the they're looking into it. Let's have another committee, another investigation, right? At least God. a couple, three, maybe four. 152 at QAM, talking about restaurants, whether you live near downtown Fort Lauderdale or not. I want to tell you about a restaurant that's worth the drive no matter where you live. I'm talking about Terra Steak and Lobster House, which recently opened their second location on the 17th Street Causeway. You can find Terry, yes, there really is one, almost every night greeting guests at her new 200-seat restaurant and lounge, proudly bringing East Coast residents the same unique Terra dining experience, which earned her Marco Island restaurant near-perfect marks in that prestigious Agat survey and a Wine Spectator Award of Excellence wine list, now boasting over 380 selections from the world's greatest wine regions. The main attraction at Terra Steak and Lobster House is, just as the name suggests, delicious, juicy steak and lobster. Although they do a fine job with everything from their cognac-infused lobster bisque to mom's classic crab cakes to their selection of fresh seafood and chops, too. Regarded by many as the Peter Luger of the South after the legendary steakhouse in Brooklyn, Terra Steak and Lobster House incorporates family recipes to complete the menu, too. Sauces and dressings made fresh in-house every day and meticulously hand-selected dry-aged short loins in accordance with the proprietary method are used to prepare their signature porterhouse for one, two, three, or four served cut away from the bone on a sizzling platter. I'll take the one for four, thank you. Sweet and tender is the only way to describe the lobster collection of Terra's, which are maintained with tender, loving care in spacious tanks fed by a bio-wheel. Three to six pound made lobsters prepared steamed, broiled on request, or stuffed with jumbo crab meat and with lump crab meat, and also available as a complement to any of the steak selections for the ultimate surf and turf. Don't miss Terra's Happy Hour every Monday through Friday with two for one specialty drinks or the complimentary wine tasting every Thursday between 5.30 and 7.30 when you stay for dinner. Terra Steak and Lobster House, a place you're going to love. You'll find them at 1430 Southeast 17th Street Causeway in Fort Lauderdale. Call them toll free from anywhere in the state, 1 866 Terra 444. That's 1-866-TARA-444, or visit their website at www.terrasteakandlobsterhouse.com. And don't forget, when the subject is great steak, you'll always be hearing about Terra Steakhouse. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. You get a lot of it. Have you always wanted to learn to dance? If you've ever imagined yourself gliding effortlessly across the floor with your partner in your arms while having the time of your life, then let Master P show you the way. You want to learn to cha-cha, backstrap, walk, rumble, quick step? Teach you, man. Master P creates a learning experience that encourages and allows students to realize their full dancing potential in an open and friendly atmosphere. Actually, I dance to get freaks. Now, pay attention. Move your feet around a little bit. Okay. That's too much. Okay. Don't move something. Where's your hat? I, I don't have a hat. Oh, to have a hat. I, I don't have a hat. Move your feet around a little bit. Okay. I, Not that too much. What, but you ever watch how I do like this? I'm just barely moving. Barely moving. Uh, that's not dancing. Barely moving. Where's your hat? I don't know, but that, oh, you're not dancing. 
Master T is a ballroom dance specialist with the mission of making dancing fun, enjoyable, and rewarding. If you're striving to become a confident social dancer or a competitive ballroom dancer, Master P will provide you with highly specialized and personalized ballroom dance lessons. The Master P way. All right, so the first Where's step your in the... hat, man. Uh, I don't have a hat. What's up with the shoes you're wearing? These are dance shoes. No, you don't wear dance. You wear sneakers. S sneakers? Sneakers. Well, why would I wear sneakers? Your brother don't be caught wearing dance shoes. You need a pair of sneakers and wave your hat. I don't have a hat. Don't backtalk, Master P. Master P's ballroom dance school is now accepting new students. For more information, go to masterpschoolofdance.com. Are you sure this is how you do the cha-cha? Man, I'm going to ask you once again. Yeah? Where's your hat? I don't have a hat. How many times do I have to tell you? You're no longer allowed to come to my school. Well, why not? You don't have a hat. Why do I need a flipping hat? Time to open the Master P School of Dance can of whoop-ass. With your hat. Hey, don't forget, the whole world's about headgear, so wear your hat. All right. You wearing it? With a propeller on it. 742 votes. Who's the biggest a-hole in South Florida print media? Dan LeBastard, 521. Greg Kotex, 213. Who are they? Eight. We just added that only seconds ago, and it's going to go zooming up there. Who the hell are both of them, right? Right. So let's see. Fat Boy was Clarence. Okay, Fat Boy, my email address and clearance will be shot right through where the heart's supposed to be, where there's no sense, there's no feeling. Let me say it one more time, okay, because uh, this whole business about, well, whoever Neil likes it, who, I'll tell you who will succeed really big time in the afternoon, between two and whenever, you know? Let me say mm -hmm. it very clearly. Whoever the audience likes. Bye, bye, bye! 